0: Alright guys, what is happening? We're finally back, the off-track experience. Sorry it's been so long between episodes, it's been pretty pretty crazy for everyone obviously with the lockdowns and COVID and everything happening and just kind of not knowing what the future holds and trying to plan for racing and then being cancelled and whatnot. So for myself I've just been a little bit all over the place and don't really like to put out any negativity or anything on here so I just tried to wait until my, I guess I was in a good headspace and finally got back to that place which is really good. So Thoughts up putting out some more episodes, but um, on this one, it was it's actually a really good one. I got to sit down with Mitch Smith, who's been a friend of mine for a while now, but really interesting guy. He's um, been in ski coaching in his younger days, and he's opened his own restaurant. He's had a lot to do with Red Bull. He um, just built the world's biggest dirt half halfpipe, which we kind of get into, and just a lot of other things. A lot of things with him kind of, I guess, growing up, maturing, getting away from kind of the party scene and alcohol and whatnot, and how kind of just open doors they didn't um, even realise were there and just the potential you can kind of have when you've got a lot more free time and I guess a lot more energy to put into certain things. So really, really happy with how the episode went. So can't wait for you guys to listen to it. And just before we get into it, I'd like to thank Bluegrass Helmets, just best helmets in the business and they've been supporting this podcast even through this kind of tough time. So really love those guys and got a lot of time for them. So cheers guys. Enjoy the episode.
1: And a lot of those timbers off the property and and all the rest of it. And double glazing and full-on insulation and all that. And this end of the house just stays toasty warm. It's up that end. Mm. It's got floor heating, a whole kit and caboodle. But the windows are like cellophane thin. And there's a you can see the ceiling is a suspended ceiling. Mm. So it just doesn't hold heat. Yeah, it And it dust out. and shit. It's just gross. But anyway. I feel like that's
0: most places in beauty, though. Yeah, and totally. And where we are. Like, we lose so much heat through the mm. through the windows.
1: Yeah, you can feel a breeze through them sometimes. It's pretty bad. Yeah, you can feel the breeze. <laughs> but... Um, a strong wind. Yeah. But, yeah, since the kids are we sort of... Someone I don't... She's not like, oh, I want a new bathroom type person, thank you yeah. Christ. And well, I see care. people
0: that just like renovate their whole house mm. and do everything and then their kids move and they're like, okay, we've got a mansion to ourselves now. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why we want to actually finish off that house because we could Airbnb both and this one can sleep 10. Yeah. Comfortably. And, um, and that one could sleep sort of six and we can we can just live in between the two like wouldn't matter to us you know we'd grab the van and go to Tassie for a week yeah, or go whatever we're both out
0: well that's what we kind of where we are now because the house is almost divided in two there's like a front room a bedroom and then a fireplace and then there's the two more bedrooms a bathroom and kitchen area if you put a little kitchenette in the first mm-hmm. room you just have a little like Airbnb for a couple that wants yep. to come down and then if you want to Airbnb out the other one you'd have a family come and stay or something or like yeah whatever you want kind of thing yep because the, the marketing beauty is terrible that's it's so sad. bad like we were looking for Airbnbs, and there was
1: what n- you get for your dollars
0: Peace. oh it's, it's ridiculous And then you go somewhere like bright mm. and like you say i feel like bright's like just a little bit i mean just a little bit ahead of mount beauty that's
1: way more progressive well, yeah
0: exactly but then you you see something like anything like wandy and um mm. Punker and stuff like the amount of and I just I don't I don't you know, I said too, I don't think people in Bright almost want that. Like they're almost like they're happy with we'll be that little bit behind, we'll like keep to ourselves kind of thing. But I don't yeah. think you can kind of be like that, I guess, forever. I think like it's it's slowly Well,
1: up. I mean the thing about Bright is it's got hundred and fifty years worth of tourism. Yeah. So it's got third and fourth generation holiday houses and you know, people that have been going there since they were kids, they take their kids there and blah blah blah. Mm. So it's sort of it is what it is, and it's um, yeah, it's just evolved that way. But I know what you're saying, but I think that the structure that exists there has existed for so long, as far as tourism is concerned, um, the accommodation in particular, that it's not able to adapt quickly to to new things like Airbnb and mm-hmm. short-term rentals. Da da da, where it's it's all too easy for them to just sit where they are in the market. They just keep doing the same thing, yeah. Yeah, but more. More boutique places, like you say, like Wandy and Harrietville, and all that. Like, I think, awesome. Uh, I and it's got running. a progressive fucking population, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting there, but Slowly, it's the yeah. old guard has yeah. got to evolve out of it. What and you- AGL and shit like that. The cricket club, just, yeah, they're sort of stalwarts of old Bogan Redneck yeah. mentality yeah and they just want
0: to stay like that no?
1: in yeah. a certain way but they're, they're slowly getting outnumbered
0: do you think like even with like because obviously people come up here with the snow Airbnb holiday but now it just seems like they're just doing it all year round like either with like just coming out here because it's a nice place and yeah. mountain biking and...
1: yeah people now are much more aware much more informed and much more available to the idea of moving away from cities especially yeah. now yeah What's and can... and getting here and going fuck how good is this you know like they go to bright's awesome it's got a river through the middle of town it's got shops it's easy yeah um but it's surrounded by pine trees and it, the, when the hills get harvested it looks like a nuclear bomb went off yeah it changes pretty it's rapidly it's like it's nowhere near as beautiful as here and and it's just got maybe has got more scope for everything you know like you can go and climb bogong you can go to falls you can go to rocky valley dam you can you know, when it's hot, you can go to Bogong and it's ten degrees cooler. You can go to Falls, ten degrees cooler again. Yeah. <clears throat> but
0: um, with that as well, do you think? Do you think there's going to be a change after like what's going on now with the whole? Because I just see houses going up for sale and they're sold in within a few weeks. And I'm going to say the real estate isn't the isn't the fastest working people here. So like, yeah. just, even to see that, it just seems like I've seen. On just off the main street where you drive past there's been three houses going to market and yeah. they've been like not cheap houses I think one was like 600,000 or over and they've yep. like just gone, gone. Like that
1: yeah we noticed the same thing the other day there's a couple on the highway and yeah it's going to be really interesting to see how it all precipitates after this or, or during this you know if, mm. if there is an after and um, yeah what evolves out of it the other side you mm. can you could hypothesize about it in any direction for hours yeah because you know you could it's yeah it's just remains to be seen but yeah i tend to think um that there will be you know a stimulation of um
0: like like, growth in in
1: beauty yeah or just just a a more lifestyle based population Mm. um you're seeing it like already it's it's effective immediate down in places like mornington and geelong and stuff like that or, or down both peninsulas are getting bought out quick like Property's just gone through the roof, and people are just like rats on a ship yeah, that is bailing out. You know, especially professionals that can relocate and um, and work uh, remotely, sort of thing. They're off, mm. and and that's their first port of call, sort of thing. And um, but I think as time goes on, and perhaps people that can um, can really work remotely who don't need to visit a CBD or um, things like that will look. Further, yeah places like here and yeah more and more people get here now and sort of go why haven't we seen this before or all other look at it through different eyes and the qualities that are available to people who live in mount beauty
0: yeah like, open your eyes a bit wider, you you kind of see so much more well i was always yeah. one that i guess i i grew up in a small town so this was always kind of my life but where, where did you actually did you grow up near here?
1: Yeah, well, I was born in Carlton. Yeah. Um, but I only lived in Melbourne, I think maybe well, I was two or three or something like that before we moved up here because Mum was from here. So Mum's dad was born on the river in Bright. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. on the banks of the river. And he used to ride a push bike from Bright to Mount Beauty and hunt rabbits. And that's where the family nickname of Bunny came from
0: that was the thing but
1: yeah yeah. So, so how was he when he was doing that just a, just a kid yeah I guess he was sort of teenager early 20s yeah and um, and then the, yeah so the bright road was a dirt road back then he used to ride a single speed bike over here I think four or five days a week shoot rabbits and take them back over there and sell them and that was his sort of lot yeah and um, so mum's side of the family has been from here for 150 years um, from this region so when the SEC opened up he was one of the first guys to sort of be here with that and, yeah, started, you know, like um, Clover Arboretum, places like that. Um, as they worked their way into the bush to do the hydro stuff, he was sort of setting up camp and, and going along with the first bunch of dudes in the bush yeah. cutting out the hydro system. True. So a lot of the photos you see at the Discovery Centre or um, some of the ones at Tawonga Store and, and stuff. I don't know if they're still there, but when, when Mum had the store of uh, my nan and pop. My nan used to take a, a horse into the bush with, you know, like <clears throat> one of those sort of Indian stretchers behind it, yeah. taking in supplies and shit to my grandfather and, and other guys. So, yeah.
0: So, it'll start, yeah. so then you, obviously, you, did you move back here from Melbourne like yeah, relatively so, soon after that?
1: Yeah, well, so we moved back up here when I was about three, mum and dad, and um, they went their own ways and the old man went back to Melbourne and... Mum and I lived in, um, in beauty, um, various places, but ended up down at Ski Plus, like where um, the left-hand side of the ski hire is. Yeah. That used to be a, a little flat, so we lived in there for years. And Mum used to work at Ski Plus and stuff. So, yeah, did primary school up here until grade five and then went with the old man um, in Aspendale. And finished off grade five there, and, and then we moved to Karam.
0: Did you kind of, when you moved there, did you, was it, how, how did that, did you want to be back straight away, or were you kind of just like enjoying um, being around more people, or?
1: No, look, at, at that stage and at that age, I was more, yeah, just sort of finding my way through navigating the whole parents' situation, and, mm. you know, just being young. And and I guess, yeah, the social stimulation, aspect of it even when i was at that age um i liked it um and it was available to me and you know i love my dad i love my mum too but you know there was different stages in my life where i wanted to be you know at either but it was really good because i was able to make an informed decision about what i wanted and and where i wanted to be and i was fortunate that my parents supported me wherever i wanted to go yeah you
0: had the option to do yeah either either
1: either so yeah i did a bit of Did primary school down there and then, like, I think I was, uh, did year seven, did year eight. Uh, Sorry, did year seven down in Melbourne and then shifted back up here. Um, Missed skiing and and mum and other things too much. So, yeah, came back up here and lived at Falls for years. Loved living up there, doing summers and stuff up there. It was rad. Um, Summers and winters.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, with the winters and that's when you kind of, is that when you got the...
1: Well, I've been skiing already. Um obviously yeah, I was into I was into motorbikes and skiing from a pretty young age. I wasn't a footy and, and cricket guy. Yeah. And um and yeah, when I when I came back I really got into skiing and, and stuff and, and skating and, and you know, me and Andy Muro and it was a whole bunch of us at Falls Creek who sort of had common interests and you know, back then we sort of T V really wasn't a thing, so we were just out all day every day, yeah. walking around falls and walking around the bush and you know going to swimming holes or skating or riding our bikes and well that's the
0: thing i think people are kind of seeing now they want to try and get away like people especially people in cities once they're kind of i guess put in the situation mm-hmm. now where they can't do those basic things or yeah. simple things yeah they say everyone out here like we're, we're saying we're like we're so fortunate because even though we've gone back into lockdown there's so much we can still do Like there's so many like possibilities and options where like people in the city literally just get put in a box. Yeah. And I guess even when they're there and they're not in lockdown, they still kind of are in a bit of a box. Yeah, totally. So it's just like once you're out here, it's just like fuck the freedom you get is Mm. ridiculous.
1: But that's a matter of opinion too and perspective, isn't it? Because there's people that come here and go, oh look, there's nothing to do. Well, I know, and I don't go there, and I'm like, fuck, there's there's nothing nothing to to do. (laughs) Well, I know because
0: um. Joel Pinozzo would always tell me, like, come to Beauty and Train. It's the best place. You've got all these options to do certain things. Mm. And as a kid, I was like, I don't want... Like, even though I, I grew up in Wurju, which was even you know, smaller, but we were close to Beachworth over Rudolph. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was like, that's all my friends. And I was like, I don't want to get more isolated. I, I guess that that's what I put into my head. Yeah. And I just was like, no way. Like, no way I'm doing that. I want to be social. I want to mm. be young and do mm. meet new people and blah, blah, blah. And then to now being Mount Beauty and absolutely loving it and seeing the real benefits of being here. It's just like, I guess it's just yeah. you mature with that, but at the same time, you kind of, your eyes do open a bit and you're like, oh, there actually is so much more here than you kind of first thought. And yeah. And people here are really, like, absolutely lovely as well. Everyone's, like... It is. Small it's town a, mentality is not really yeah. good here. Is definitely.
1: Communities are awesome, you know, but like you say i mean you, you have to have the benefit of, his, of experience you know you can't learn from my experience and mm. and i can't learn from yours you know you can you can have it as a reference and and, and stuff but it, you're not going to learn from from my skin knee you learn from your skin knee yeah you know what i mean so um, being able to have those experiences and and like you say uh, some people just Love it up here. Couldn't think of anything better. And some people get here and just go, oh, my God, it's so boring. Yeah. And, and it depends what you want to do with your life or what you mm. see is valuable and stuff. For us, when someone and I had our kids, you know, we didn't uh, last longer than I think probably 12 months. And we had a good place on the beach in Melbourne. Mm. Life is easy. Um, but the quality of life for our kids was unquestionably better up here yeah so you know we just uprooted and we had fuck all to go on we just well that's when we started Aaron style at force creek the coaching program and i was plumbing at the time and we just sort of bailed we're just like we'll make it work let's go for the kids betterment and and for ours and just yeah my mum was here still and um uh, a lot of my family's here and just that community sense and Kids being able to walk down the street. Yeah, not You know, worried. when we first had tonight. the restaurant, kids used to go and check the mail for us when they were like four years old, mm. five years old, and they'd just, you know, wander down and then they'd, they'd wander back or someone would bring them back. Um. You're not worried, are you? No. It's yeah. even like
0: now, like I leave my bikes just left out the front. I've yeah. Like my, I, I, I just don't think about it. And I've like, I grew up like that in Buruji. Yeah. So then, like, to go to Odonga, it's like you kind of, you're a bit more yeah. careful about it. And then to come back to that, it's just like, such a nice yeah, it's refreshing feeling and I see why that's why some a lot of people in Mount Beauty don't want to get to the point I guess of of all this tourism and stuff yeah and I guess it's that you, you kind of just don't know who's there yeah so to speak yeah. so like at the moment like we're surrounded by holiday houses which no one's actually using yep. because of what's happening and then literally next door is like a good mate of mine so it's just like it's a, and you see it like you, you see people walking down the street and you chat to them and you kind of everyone kind of knows everyone in some hmm. kind of sense so yeah I think that's yeah, people want to protect that in a way, but then at the same time, it's like, I guess uh, you need the balance between bringing you do. bringing new people in yeah. and like accepting them and like growing in that way. But you also don't want to yeah, don't want to bring too many. It's just it's definitely a fine line between.
1: It is a, it's it's an inevitability that I think this community is learning to grasp. Um, the thing is, like when I was a kid here, we had um, SEC. We had a huge sawmill. Tobacco was a massive industry. Mm. Um, you know, there was there's four or five big industries that aren't here anymore that were here then, and obviously that's uh, great income for the, for the local the, the micro economy that is Mount Beauty, um, for families, for schools, blah, blah blah blah. All that infrastructure still exists to support a massive. Well, back then the population was over two and a half thousand year round, and then we had. Tourism on top of that, and all the rest of it, you know, and you know, heavy industry brings about uh, more engineer shops and blah blah, blah You know, there's a flow-on effect, and when that all disappeared, you know, the the power got privatised, uh, mill closed down, tobacco obviously went tits up. All those things disappear. Then, you know, where we had three pubs in town and a couple of butchers and a couple of fruit shops and you know all this sort of stuff. Um, it has to sort of uh, die a death of Mm. sorts it's survival of the fittest and um, you know there's this flux and and sort of ebb and flow to um, it reinventing itself because even when I was young there was a bit of a shit attitude towards tourists you're right, mate I feel like that's like now
0: as well
1: yeah, it is residual to some end. Um, but it was really prevalent. Like when I was a kid, you know, tourists were called turkeys or yeah. uh, wallies. And, and, you know, they were really... And it, look, it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek and, and people were a lot more relaxed about calling each other all sorts of things back then. But there was that um, fairly fairly just below the surface animosity yeah, Almost towards people, yeah. You're not a local, you know. It's like you ain't from around here, boy,
0: yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, well, how do you do you want yeah? Do you want to grow the town and, like, yeah, make it's not all that money, but do you want to try and well, thrive and grow more industry in the, yeah. in the town?
1: But those yeah. people had didn't see it that way mm. because they worked for the SEC or they worked yeah. for AGL and, and the they are nine to fiver so. And
0: those people mm. are coming in; they're the ones spending all the money and buying things and like pumping out where all your locals might buy beer. Yeah, but that's yeah. it. Like they're not yeah. going to put money into like a, a, a Airbnb or a hotel, or food, or like family trips up to the snow, or whatever. So yeah, it is a it is no. a big thing. Well, they've got
1: a they've got a different lifestyle within within this you know mm. area and and how they they choose to live in and stuff. Yeah, so it is, <clears throat> you know, with the restaurant, we've seen it, you know, heaps. You know, we've been in business 17 years now and the market that we thought existed uh, didn't yeah. when we first opened the restaurant and we basically had to sort of invent it or, or bring it here Yeah, and we made our restaurant and well, that was... made it a destination restaurant and it was a lot of work and...
0: Well, that's one thing I saw with you, it's like when when you go I don't know just for example up the coast or something your your style of restaurant I guess is more common Mm. but when you come down here I guess Mm -hmm. it kind of just goes away yeah and it's kind of shit that's one of the biggest reasons I was talking to someone the other day one of the biggest things I hate about being back here is that the food that we eat is to a certain level which then gives people certain levels of energy or feelings or emotions or whatever that isn't that good? And I feel like so many people around here, their egos are so attached to their food choices. Yeah. So then, like, just say like for eating meat, if you don't eat meat, you get called a pussy or something, mm. or just say like you don't drink beer, it's like, what are you mm. doing? Or you don't play, like, it's just yeah. this, like, certain mentality that people, like, I guess, put onto you because I don't know, they're insecure about their diet or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah. Like you said to me a while ago, like, you put it in a vegan menu or vegetarian menu and just didn't, it just didn't sell because people no. don't eat it. And it's just like, and then, I talked to um, a friend of mine. and She said she came back and she was vegetarian and she just changed because of options. Like yep. She's like, obviously, you can cook your own, but to a certain degree, yeah, it's it, it takes a lot of effort to constantly be making your own it food. Does. So if you just want to go out for dinner one night and there's no vegetarian or mm. vegan options, you're just going to eat meat. And mm. then that might not be the best option for you. It might make you feel a certain way and then has a flow-on effect or like a yeah. snowball effect. Of, and then if everyone's kind of doing that... Because that's one thing. Like, I, you go... I guess more common places or like up the coast or stuff like that there's there's all these restaurants that serve such good food I guess you're kind of a bit on your own here because yeah. like there's the pub and all that but the pub's pretty standard your you pub, yeah. pub meal yeah it's good pub is, meal but yeah yeah, yeah it's it not, not not like any disrespect to anyone like making that but like yeah. to a certain levels, it's like I guess some people that want to live a more healthy life and yeah. eat certain things and kind of they struggle a bit here
1: yeah but yeah uh, you're yeah, absolutely right and it's a slow, I, I want to say it's a, a slow education, but it's a sort of a condescending term. I can't think of a better one. But people haven't really made that connection that, you know, you've just talked about with food. that They don't correlate the fact that their um, emotional... Um, spiritual physical you know th- th- you can only be made of what you eat yeah exactly you know what I mean okay. like so what you put in is th- that's thats what this is well people so don't
0: look at it as fuel they look at it as, no. as and what you said to me the other day which actually stuck with me you said if you put you, you, we don't put our brains in front of our mouths we put our mouths in front of our brains yeah and it's, it's so true with so many things and what I've actually done now I've um, i got an app and you track just everything you eat yeah and it, it might just seem stupid or whatever, but every time I go to eat something now, yeah I'll think about it because I want to put it in this. Because yep. I've been listening to a guy called Paul Check. yeah and he talks about like making a diet for yourself because yep. no diet is perfect for anyone no, like you, right. you know your body better than anyone else. so what he said to do was track what you eat for like a few weeks or whatever and track how you feel how you look blah, blah, everything to do with it so then if you can go back it's just you've got a record of oh okay I ate peas today I felt terrible afterwards or I ate this I felt great Mm. and then you can just see what works and what doesn't like you're seeing the answers right in front of you so I've just started every and even every meal um, if someone offers me something I'll just I'll I'll think about it because I'm like Almost like it's a hassle to like put it in there, but not yeah, just to yeah. put it in there. It's like well, your body doesn't probably want it either. Yeah. And then you yeah. I guess you're more conscious about I'm just conscious about what I'm eating now. Yeah. Because a lot well, of the time you like you just go snack on something, you go snack on something and before you know it you've eaten ten Tim Tams. Yeah. But if you've got to write down Mm. That's the brain in front. You're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I, might, I probably won't even have one. Because mm. you've, you've thought about it before you've, just, you've done it. And mm. I guess with, I guess, people that overeat or whatever, it just becomes just a reaction. And a, and well, it habit. does.
1: I mean, you, we're, we're creatures of habit. And if you have 10 Tim Tams today at 10.48, then tomorrow at 10.48 you'll want 10 Tim Tams. Yeah. You know? So, you know, you, you, your body's really cyclic like that. I mean, we, we live in cycles. But whatever cycles you want to look at, I mean, cycles... You know, there's a lot of cosmic realities out there, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can definitely affect um, every state of your being by what you put in your mouth. Mm. And if you if you obey your mouth, uh, you, you're sort of giving it what it wants, and you're not giving your body what it wants. But you can train the two to work together, like you say. But you don't have to live like a monk. And, and and eat kale, um, and nothing but I was
0: just actually like kale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yes, so, I mean I
1: love it too, but yeah, it's a it's a great poster child for yeah for, for that um, analogy. Um But I think But it's, yeah, it's just common sense, you know, and people overcomplicate these things. What you were saying before is, you know, is is basic basically what you get from a from a nutritionist, you know, if they you go and you and you cut this out of your diet and you see what that reaction is and then you reintroduce it. Mm. You know. There's, there's a whole science there to it and, and, and there's a lot of um, complexities to it for people with allergies and conditions and all that. But for, for average Joe Bob, it's a basic process of listening to your body and, mm-hmm. and listening to your mind. And like you say, you know, having records of things is, is a great way to, to sort of get your head around that because you don't remember you think you do. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you write it down and for me if i write something down i commit it to memory much better Mm. the the physical act of writing it down will will get it into my head otherwise i won't remember it yeah but yeah then you can go back and reference it like you say and find that yeah i had a fucking 400 gram steak and i didn't sleep very well and i couldn't shit for two days then you know your body didn't need that yeah so but Yeah, people get caught in different social circles or different habits, or you know, you're brought up a certain way. Um, Oh, I know I've
0: been guilt tripped into eating certain things or drinking a beer. Like, I remember I went to a party not too long ago and just didn't want to drink. It was kind of, I was was trained to go overseas. And just the amount of people that just, just, like, they just hassle you to drink and
1: comfort in numbers.
0: And that's what, and I'm like, I think they don't, they didn't think that I could have fun because yeah. they can't have fun without drinking. So in yeah. turn, they just saw me being upset or sad or something wrong yeah, with me yeah. because I wasn't yeah. doing what they, how they would feel in the same yeah. situation. Hmm. So I just gave up on getting hassled and I just picked up an empty beer can and just held that. Yeah. And it just like, but it was just so funny. Like I had to do that hmm. to stop getting pressured into doing something that I just, I didn't want to do. And yeah. I had no reason. Like I wasn't like I was angry or annoyed or anything. I just didn't want to drink. Yep. But these people that just kept hassling me were just like, they couldn't, See the connection with just like I just want to be here and have yeah. Like, instead of hassling me about drinking, why don't you talk to me about what's going on? Yeah, like yeah. Have a conversation with me instead. Yeah. Of just like, have hey, a beer why don't you drink, you're like, blah yeah. blah
1: blah. But that's them, you know, subconsciously. Oh, so all um, own insecurities that they're trying. Well, to that's like, right. To they're projecting. Mm, so exactly. You know, uh, and that's that's it, it's not. Um, you know, I'm not having having a go at people, but. That's a that's a mentality that we're um, we're led to believe in and and subscribe to because there's lots of money in it. It's corporate um, flow on effect from you know whether it's booze, um, pharmaceuticals, uh, food, whatever. There's there's no money in um, healthy and uh, smart people. There's plenty of money in dumb and unhealthy people. Keep people on the ropes. Keep them needy. You know, and and that mentality's to me, springs from that. You know, it's just something that's just intrinsic to our society. And Aussies are shit at it. Like, we're such bad boozers. Like, we are binge drinking pigs. Mm. And that mentality, like, you know, we've well, been in Europe. Their mentality towards booze or, or their, their approach to booze is so much different to ours, mm. even in the States.
0: Well, even they, they drink for the enjoyment of it. Like, they yeah. drink in the morning, like but like, not like, they're not drunk. They yes. just they want to taste it, and they yeah. want to get the feeling from it. Like they have like a little snap. It's or a part of part of their life. Yeah, it's like, not their life. Yeah, like have dessert, like shots yeah. or something like that. But yeah, they.
1: But he, but over here our mentality is that equals relaxation time. That equals goal at the end of every day. That that is the the focal point. Well, one way or the other, it seems to have this anchor of bringing back to the boozer, back back to the bottle of beer or, or yeah. glass of wine at the end of the day, and. And to what end, I don't really, yeah, I don't, I'm with you. I don't understand it now, being on the outer of that because I haven't really drunk for 15 years and just it was the best thing that ever happened because I didn't eat it. It brought nothing good to my life. When I look back at it in an, in an honest way, it it only brought shit. Yeah. Whether it was one beer or 100 beers or whatever, I just I felt shit, recovery was shit, it was wasted time um it was bullshit conversations. Yeah, People say, "Oh, I love the banter." You're like, "Well, fuck! It's all it's all bullshit." Yeah. If you're pissing in each other's ear because you're boozed up, then no, but, you're not having a real conversation anyway. You
0: just hear, "What have you been doing? I live in the dream, or whatever." And yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's always the same shit. And I remember when I started going because I, 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 like when I was younger, I, I couldn't go out to a pub or a club or a bar without drinking. Like, no way. Like I was, yeah, too nervous, insecure. Yeah. blah blah blah. Anyway, I started going out sober. And like, you kind of really see this, the shit talking and, yeah. and who's really there. Yeah. And then a few times, like someone would come up to me and be, hey, I just live in the dream. Like, like I was like, what have you really been doing? And you <laughs> yeah. try and dive a bit deeper. And a lot of times, like they've got something interesting to say, but I'm like, yeah. why do I need to like pry yeah. that out of you? Yeah. Because, I, like, and, and I'm just sober. If I was probably drunk, I'd probably just throw back the same banter and we yeah. just go around to this shit circle where we don't get go anywhere. You don't actually find out anything about anyone. You're just kind of just making noise there for yeah, it's As the easy thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just spinning the wheels, and you know, people we have trouble connecting, you know, more and more because you know everyone's in touch via a device, or yeah, to have that actual um, organic communication line now is quite rare.
0: Yeah, and I'm uh, thinking it's going to get even even worse with how it's going now because it, it's just like everything's like obviously through Zoom or FaceTime because like the actual physical connection is going to be. And I I was thinking about this the other day, like, the damage that that's probably going to do to young kids developing now they should be at school or whatever, because, like, obviously, I have been in school for a while, so it's Mm. not something that's on my radar, but even just going to see um, Ollie Davis the other day, and he's missing school, going back to school, he got across a boarded, like, Mm. check to do that, like, it's just... For a young kid, like, it's quite... Even he came up to me and he was talking to me when I was leaving. Yeah. And he's just a bit worried because all the... Like, he lives in Aubrey and all the tracks, like, Bright, Beauty, Beechworth, yep. everything's Inter-tour, intervening. yeah. And he's just like, I can't... I can't ride anywhere. Mm. And it's just like, even that, he's like, I think I'm going to get... He said, I think I'm going to get slow because I can't ride anywhere. Yeah. And I was just like... And that's obviously going to put a strain on him. It's just like, mm. how many... Kids, like obviously, there's thousands of kids yeah. like humans. Like, how, how what's the damage going to be to all these young kids that yeah. get put in this situation? And it sounds bad, but it's like the old, obviously, the the virus is affecting older people, which is terrible, but it's just like also the, the I guess. The reaction or the, the way we're going is destroying these young kids like it, you just don't know the damage it's going to do no that's them. right there's and a ripple effect
1: that just goes on it's going to and go on, you and, can on and on see.
0: yeah but it's just I just seen that i was just saying, God, like no matter what which direction this goes it's going to be bad no matter what happens it's just it's i it was just sad to see that kind of firsthand and then have him say that to me and i was just mm.
1: like oh like uh, it could 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 you know there's silver linings to everything Oh, exactly. It's a matter of perspective and perception, uh, and I, I I agree with you on the whole. It's it's a shitty situation, and and there's there the diversity of how it impacts any different type of person is, you know, there's no number to it. It's amazing. Mm. To, you can just bake your noodles, sit there, think about it. Mm. But you know, kids like Holly, like you were saying, with regard to um, how it's going to affect him personally with access to trails and stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a tough tough thing, but um it it presents you with a whole different deck of cards Mm. so all of a sudden you have to look at things differently you know whether that's whether that's your diet like we were just talking about or 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 socializing going out drinking Mm. whether it's the way you bloody uh use your car too much or you know don't stretch at home whatever it is you're faced with this new allotment of time and this new structure that you can make a positive thing. Well, that's,
0: that's what I told him. I was like, oh, you can't change this. Focus on what yeah. you can change. Focus yeah. on, because he, he's just started getting in the gym. I'm like, work on your gym, work yep. on your stretching, work on your mobility. Yep. Like you've got, because he's obviously a really good writer. I'm like, you've got this time. Like yeah. you use that time in the way you wouldn't have used it before. And that yep. can obviously be more beneficial. Mm. And that's, that's something I'm trying to do now with like, okay, I've got all this free time. Yep. Like it, it's, Bad as lockdown is for a professional athlete looking to go overseas, it's probably one of the best things that can happen because yeah. all your distractions get taken away and you kind of like tunnel vision yeah. in a certain degree. So
1: there's always something you can work it's on. There's
0: always something, yeah. Like, no.
1: but there, a, th- this situation is is a, is a golden example of that. But even in your normal twenty four hour day, you know, if, if you spend those four or five hours going out boozing and socializing, it's a lot of time. You know, if you think about what you can constructively do with that time, if you choose to, and it is it is your choice at the end of the day, um, well, if you decide to go out to the shed and tinker away and, and make something or improve your skills on something or improve your, your well-being, yeah. be that, you know, buy food, exercise, whatever, there's there's amazing uh, difference in what you can do with the same amount of time.
0: Well, this is one of the things I was going to ask you because... I think a lot of this is just people who have that resistance within themselves about I don't want to do this and then they come up with these reasons and it's yeah. with it could be with anything, with eating, with work, with training, with yeah. whatever it is, they have this resistance. and Like you know when we were talking um, before about like the Wim Hof thing and the cold showers and all that, that's one thing I've started doing and I think I started doing that for the biggest reason that i listened to. Um, Taylor Cecil was actually saying that he does ice baths all the time and he just said you can't hide from it. Yeah, it's yeah. my you can't you can't get away from it. Yeah, it, it's it's that it's uncomfortable. Yeah, and you control whether it, whether it happens or not, and you've just got to do it. Yeah. So I like I had a cold shower this morning, and like it was it's not very warm. It. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's seven a.m. in the beauty. Yeah. and I'm just standing there like I don't want to do it. Then yeah, I know if I do it, I'll feel better. Yeah, just just the fact that I've overcome the fact that I don't want to do it, and then oh, my body just feels better from after it anyway. So yeah. it's just like that. Resistance that you've got to overcome, but I was going to say with you because I feel like with um, ski coaching, which I will talk about in a sec, but then with ski coaching and then the restaurant and then like the new um, coding business and everything, like obviously there's resistance to all that, but you seem to just kind of work th- through into that instead of just being like, oh, that's going to be too hard. Or like, I feel like you, you do something until you're like, okay, I want to do something else, and then. I guess you don't deal with, well, you obviously have the resistance, but you found a way to deal with it better than I guess most people have.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess, yeah, giving up drinking and and drugs really presented me with heaps of time Mm. uh, for a start and a a different mindset and having an awesome wife, um, who's my best mate and and kids that were the same, you know, they're my best friends and having that atmosphere that. Um, I guess, you know, we provided ourselves. We worked hard to to nurture that um, environment. Just, yeah, all of a sudden I was just am- amazed with what, what you can achieve with time. Mm. And I wasn't afraid of hard work ever. I've always worked since I was, you know, in my early teens, I've just always worked hard. Mm. But I've always thought, I've always, my peers have always been people who work harder than me. But at the same time, you know, I've been able to identify. Like my old man was a workaholic, mum was a bit of a workaholic, and and to to try and learn how to balance that um, work life uh, equation. To me, I was like, if I don't mind working like a dog, but I want to do it for me. Yeah. Or you know, working for other people, if they really appreciate you, then then that's different. But it's it's I wouldn't say it's rare, but it's not common. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I just, <clears throat> I mean, when we started the coaching business, it was more, uh, when I grew up before, we never had that. We had race club. Yeah. And I went to live over in Buller with mum and they had the freestyle program and all the rest of it. And um, that was my you own know, personal ski journey, which I won't bore you with. But when when I had kids and when I'd sort of um, uh, finished with trying to be a professional skier, um, I thought, yeah, this is a good way to to go back home and to get into the industry and to provide something that wasn't there when when we were growing up, you know. But did
0: you feel like obviously that was a big missing part for when you were yeah. were trying to get there? You kind of just feel like it was more on your own.
1: Yeah, yeah, for me in particular. But like, I I had people approach me, um, uh, Jeff Lipshut, and when I was in Bulla when I was very young. To, to offer help to me but I was just too much of a young punk to accept it and, yeah, well, you know so it wasn't sure. like those resources weren't there yeah. I, 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 I made my own choices and yeah. I'm real with that but um, it, but yeah it didn't exist in Falls and maybe if, if, it, if it did when I was younger I'd sort of thought I might have chosen a different path and I didn't regret the way things had turned out because my life's turned out better than I can ever imagine by virtue of the fact that it's taken its direction yeah but yeah, I wanted to be able to, to do that, you know, and, and to, we had a great relationship with Lynn Gibbs at the lift company up here and she supported us. And um, Nick, uh, my buddy, Nick Cleaver, who's, um, you know, dual Olympic finalist and junior world champion sort of thing, he and our best mates grew up skiing everywhere together and, and having a good time and, um, and it just fit both of our sort of um, future and... We just thought, yep, let's go and do this, you know. So it was it was mega hard work.
0: I was going to say, to set something up like that would have been... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was big dollars and, and but... Big hours, big, big hours. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a big unknown, you know, for us, you know, sort of getting out there and getting into it. And, and it wasn't easy because there's a bit of an um, old brigade mentality at Falls Creek about... Oh, Johnny does rowing in summer and race club in winter and, you know. Yeah. And that's a pissing pole for parents. Uh, It wasn't really, you know, a lot of them are living through their kids or, you know, or or conversely wanted you to babysit um, their kid or whatever. But there was a real um, group of people there that were legit good people with good kids who loved skiing and loved it in the way we did. And, yeah, we had a really successful thing. We, we loved it, and it was, it was really cool.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, the benefit of having, like, I feel like a coach and then, like, an up-and-coming young kid is, like, it's so beneficial to both, both people because yeah. obviously the wisdom you've got and the experience, and then you might have faded off a bit with just say, the amount of energy you've got towards it, but then yeah. you get a kid that comes in that that's what yeah. he wants to do, his yeah. energy, and then your wisdom, it kind of perfect, yeah. like, gets yin and yang of, like, yeah. And that's why you see someone like Alvin Baker when he always gets his older 450 riders to ride with like these young 250 guys because yeah. it's just like they've got the energy, they're chasing this guy. Yeah. And then you've got that guy, he gives all this experience that kind of swaps back and forth, but you also don't want to get caught. So that's even like as much like when I I love helping young kids, but I love helping them because I'd like to see them get better. But at the same time, if they come, even like I've got these um, friends I've been riding with that are just kind of getting into mountain biking and we go riding and they're like, they're like me when I was like 15 yeah they're just sixteen fun. and they love it and then like that is it, contagious it rubs yeah, off on you so I'm like sure. for that even when I go and riding the other day I'm like oh what do you want for your money I'm like no just, yeah.
1: just keep being stoked on
0: what you're yeah, like, yeah. keep being excited yeah. like that's, that's way more valuable to me Yeah, because as soon as you get that it's, it's, even like yesterday I just I just it, you, you don't think it affects you as much as it does but yeah. like being around people that are excited excites you and then yeah, in turn you ride better everything sure. works but I think that's how I actually first I don't know if I met you. or Just knew who you were through um, Sam Canine because I think oh, yeah. he was he was training with you. Or yeah, coach yeah, all level? the Canine
1: kids did. Yeah, I mean they were they were such an integral part of what we did, and and the way um, you know it happened for us. And I, you know, I look back on particularly though that family as the fondest time in in that whole era yeah. for me. You know, because yeah. they were just so we great you... kids, with great attitudes, great skill. Um, great parents and and that was exactly what we wanted to do was to provide a service to people like that and yeah their their excitement exuberance about everything was infectious to us and and drove us and you know like we were talking about the other day um, the interesting thing about coaching is that you learn a lot more about your sport oh and yourself yeah that's that's yeah because you you learn to critique um (laughs) things in, in a totally yeah. different way and you go back over things that you might have just taken for granted that you that you know that you've put to muscle memory or you've been riding behind buddy for so long and mm. you, you just turn that way but then you actually have to explain it to someone and you learn about it a lot more and you learn the physics of it uh, um, and you can apply it to your own well
0: it's, it's funny how blind you can be when it's when you've got to look at yourself mm. but then if you're looking at someone else how clear it is like yeah even totally. the other day, I was with a guy and he um, he tweaked his knee. Yeah. And we we're just like, Oh, you're going to go get it checked out? He's like, Oh, no, nah, that will be right, kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just thinking in my head, like, go get that thing checked or like yeah. do some research about it or like, Yeah. But then if that was me, if I tweaked my, which I'd done, I, I broke my wrist and thought it was fine and went a month before I got it checked and realized it was broken. But it's just like when you when you see it in someone else, it's mm. so obvious, it's yep. so clear, yep. but within yourself, you're almost kind of hiding from it. Yeah. But when I'm helping someone, I'm thinking, Oh, like, you kind of look at someone, oh, you should do this, or if you set like a training program for them, mm. and you go, wait, maybe I should, yeah, I should be doing that as well, which you yeah. should, 100. percent But it's just funny how, yeah, you almost, yeah, you you're blind to your yeah. own, your own, I guess, faults. Itself.
1: Well, you know, it's always easier to solve someone else's problems. That's a that's an age old analogy. Yeah. Um, whether whether that's you know emotionally or, or or you know in sports and stuff, but. It's being able to recognise that—that's that's a super valuable thing. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who coach in, in in a negative connotation. You know, they want to talk about where they've been in the sport, or um, you know, all the bad shit that's that's out there. And the, oh, you know, you don't want to go down that route. And you've got to be real with people about um, whether they turn professional or not. You know, have that yeah. conversation. But but don't ever kill someone's passion or love for a sport.
0: Yeah, um, but they've got to experience themselves because it could be completely different from them. Obviously, you give them warning about certain aspects of that. Yeah, path they could go down. But at the same time, it's just like just because that happened to you doesn't mean it's going to happen to me. No, and that's even right. if it does happen to me, it doesn't mean I'm going to react the same way. It's so many different yeah. ways it could turn out. Yeah. But I do get what you mean. You don't want to put someone off something that could be great because you had a bad experience with it.
1: No, that's right. You know, and it's and it's different for everyone. And, and like you were just saying, you know, it it's it's really. Uh, it's really interesting and you can you can be a real David Attenborough on on life and on sports and things and just start start watching things and learning and you know a lot of the times the things you're attracted to helping someone with are issues of your own whether that's whether that's on a bike or emotionally or whatever because um, for whatever reason you want to believe whether you're religious, spiritual or, or, or a science based person whatever but I find anyway that you they're always the magnetic ones, you know. Yeah. So it's a great time for you to reflect to ov- obviously offer um, that coaching mm. capacity at the time or that information and and, and assess it for the, for the person's welfare, but also for your own mm. to reflect on it and go, oh, "Fuck!"
0: Well, I, I found
1: that interesting for a good reason, you know. Or you know, there's I, and a guy once told me a long time ago, the, the finger that points is always three that point back. Yeah. You know, so if you if you take issue with something, there's a good chance you're taking issue with yourself. Yeah. So you should, you know, and then the things you can control about, you know, what's yours. Own your own shit and, and get on with solving your own component in something. The chances are that whatever's left after you've dealt with that won't matter. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: it's almost like, yeah, just like coaching a mirror kind of thing. Yeah. In a certain way. Yeah, it's just like, absolutely. Because you know, I know, especially with that, you say, like, comes back at you because I know certain things where I've seen like uh, someone training a certain way, like oh, why are you doing this? But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of not really doing that either. So it definitely it reflects back for sure. And yeah, that's, and that's like every yeah, with diet with flexibility, with stretching, with yeah, like a lot of, even recovery, like yeah, so many
1: things. But and, and you know, I think you're really you're really valuable to yourself and to you know if you're coaching to you to your um, to your group whatever, if you can identify. First and foremost, the probably the frustration that you feel as an individual with identifying that in someone else. Yeah. Fuck! You can't eat three Mars bars for breakfast, bro. Yeah. Because you probably did it yourself when you were younger, or oh, you know, sure. or, or you know, or there's um, there's things that you want to improve on in your own life, and all of a sudden you're identifying that, and you know, it strikes a chord. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you awesome. do need to be able to navigate your own ego, your own um, agenda and stuff like that. And that's where coaching is really fulfilling thing because you learn how to, well, you can learn how to, um, be a better person, mm. be a better coach, be more valuable, you know, in, well, in all those capacities. And you've
0: got to know how to read the person you're trying to coach as well. Cause I was talking yeah. with, um, Steve Lee last night and he was saying how the head of coach when he was doing his downhill skiing. Yeah. And, um, he kind of like, I guess just stir him up now and again and said, um, one year at the end of the year he just said to him he's just like you're never going to win a World Cup and then the next year he did win one but I was just like he didn't do that because he didn't think he was going to win one like he did that because he knew it would make him yeah. push harder and I know um, having that person you know can stir you up in the right way like I know me and um, Greg Minard we, we stir each other up all the time and I, yeah. at the start it would kind of piss me off but now I know he, like, I know why he's doing it he's doing it to try and motivate me but it's yeah. just funny because he have little stabs here and yeah, there and yeah. why aren't you doing this and I'm like not looking that great here and like and it, it goes back and forth like, but it's, just yeah. like it is, it's just banter but like, yeah. it's it gets us going because i knew the, the, i used to have a thing i'd say it's like tell me um tell me i can and i'll try tell me i can't and i will yeah so it's just like if someone as soon as someone kind of doubts you i guess it just fucking pours fuel on it and you just like i'll show you kind of thing but yeah i mean it's just like how hey, you balance that and not putting someone down but just like, yeah you've got and that that takes time i think any, it does well um, i mean it's a
1: personal quality as well yeah and that's, that's where having, um, for us, having the coaching program, having different coaches was super valuable because, like I said, the other day when we're having a ride, um, I, I could talk to little Johnny and, and tell him um, something about his technique or whatever, and he just looks at me with glassy eyes and, and can't, can't compute that. But Nick or, or Adrian would tell the kid the same thing but in different language or um, on a different day and something, and, and he just gets it. You know, can digest that information and apply it straight away. So, learning how to connect with people um, on the day, or you know, taking all emotion out of a conversation is really important. Mm. Um, just stick to facts and and make it fun for people, and and try and engage them. Mm. And and small pieces of information, you know, not fucking an okay. encyclopedia. Well, that's the, of that's things. the thing,
0: yeah. You've got to. Make, you've got to. I wouldn't say dumb it down, but you've got to simplify it down to the fact that they can can retain it and actually use it. Yeah. Because um, that's why I always kind of try and come up with analogies to try and, I guess, I don't don't know why my brain works like that, but I look at things certain ways and try and put that into words and I feel like it might make people understand better. Oh,
1: absolutely. I'm exactly the same. And make it a bit funny or... Yeah, exactly. You know. Because
0: I've got a big thing um, now with like visualisation on certain things and I feel like it's a tool that people don't,
1: it's massively underestimated
0: people don't use it at all and I was thinking I went for a ride the other night I was thinking it's just the same as like you've got the destination visualisation is the destination it's the end goal that you want to be at so imagine you get your phone go on Google Maps type in Destination of where you want to go, it's going to give you probably three different paths to get there. Yeah, and those three different paths, one might be slower, but you got to put more work in. One might be faster, but it's more risky. It's all yeah. these different yep. things. Like you might get to a like this, but it gives you those three paths. But if you don't have that visualization of where you want to go, or where it is, you're kind of stuck at this one place, and you can drive around, but you don't really know where you're going. Mm. And I think people don't see that. Like people don't understand the benefit of like having because like, you can you can, you can have, like you say, I want to win a World Cup or I want to own my own business or whatever, mm. but if you don't visualize it and see it, mm. you can't. I can't feel like it's hard to materialize that. Yeah. And I've had times, and it's been, it's, it's a bit of a trip, but I've had times where, like I've been on my trail bike riding or road bike, and I'll start visualizing a race win or like crossing the line or something, and I'll like be crying, I'll be like yeah. in tears, and I'll be like so in that moment, and it's, yeah. it's weird, like yeah. I'll be like so emotional about it. Yeah. And then the the even weirder thing is like I'll visualize that and get these emotions and then I'll go to a race and like when I got my first podium, it wasn't... Like I felt more emotion in the visualization I did months before than I did in the actual moment of getting third at a World Cup. And it's just like the power that you can put into yourself Mm. without even doing anything is Mm. crazy. But like that... Built me up to get yeah. that, so but it was just—it was just a weird thing because, like, it wasn't like I—I I wasn't like, oh, I feel nothing, but it yeah, was like yeah, not I, like I wasn't crying at the bottom yeah. or like so overwhelmed, but like leading
1: yeah. into it, and it's—it is important. It can be like uh, you know, akin to you know, writing a computer program and then and then using that program. Yeah. You know, you've you've laid down the framework mentally, um, emotionally, physically, and um, and you can just pull yourself towards that goal different different things activate different qualities in people and like you say, some people are just, some people are driven by, um, yeah, throwing down that, that test, um, going, no, you can't and other people are driven completely um, internally, you know, so we aren't all the same. there's not one framework that fits each person that will bring out the best in them, as you know, you know, you, you have to sort of learn and navigate that yourself but, I mean, I, we are talking about business before and, and this, to me, goes across the board, whether it's in your life, in your business, in your sports, in your relationships, is that there there is always backwards to, to have forwards, you've got to have backwards to have up, you've got to have down and you need to be able to be real with navigating those when they come along because things can't always be on the way up, you know, just... You know, just
0: I read this thing the other day, it says... Just say like you're a tree, like, oh, well, you have gotta grow like a tree. you said a, a tree's branches can't reach heaven without its roots touching hell. Yeah, yeah. And people don't, people don't think they need to go. To, and it's just like with anything, going to that dark place. Like I know when I train, mm. and it's such, it's, it's again so simple, but so hard. Like yeah. I'll, I'll train, and like you, you know where your dark, like where your dark spot is, where that, where you pu- push past what you like, where it, it's comfortable anymore. Like you're hurting a mm-hmm. lot, and that's what people, I guess don't see but anyone that's at the top of the game hmm. they get comfortable in that dark spot. Yeah. and like i'll go for a ride and i'll just just rinse myself yeah push yourself to that limit and that's where you need to be because like yeah just say in a race run or something at such high level like you just need to be in that dark spot yeah. for however long yeah and it's just like the cold showers it's just a it's just a yeah. hard thing but it's just like without that you're not yeah. going to improve but as pe- people just want to go up they don't understand you've got oh, go to
1: Oh look, and that's a that's a really sad mentality that's just fertilized by all this bullshit, like you know, fucking America's got talent, or you know this this impatience that we have to succeed, mm. and this absolutely unrealistic image of success and the pathway to get there, mm. because it's it hurts, and like you know, we're talking about um, you know whether it's in business or or your relationship or whatever. You can't you can't just take a snapshot of something and look at the end goal and and sort of think, oh, it's gonna be a peachy smooth road. Oh there might be a few bumps in there's gonna be fucking heaps of bumps and you know there's gonna be a lot of commitment and a lot of soul searching and you know, you really have to learn a lot about yourself and, and learn to be driven. Mm. Learn to be driven and remain passionate and um you know to to learn where your limits are and push past them and learn where, where the real limit is and um, not, not the, the social norm, you know, like you're asking about work before, you know, the, the normal thing, I guess, is an eight-hour day and beers and um, mashed potato and steak and, I, I've, and I've, I was brought up on that image and I learned that there is so much more. Yeah. To me now to work 15, 16 hours a day, which I do pretty much every day, and I love it, you know. I love you what I'm do doing all life. the time, and and I because I see the results, and I, and and they're evident in my life every day. And for what that time gives back to me now, that's why I say when I look back on boozing or whatever, it didn't it didn't bring anything positive to my life. Yeah, I had a good time with my buddies or whatever. It's, it's probably not across the board. True to say, it didn't bring me any anything good because yeah. you and have so a good time will, and you're a teen yeah. or, But I think it's just the whole bal- pal-
0: the whole balance thing. Yeah, I know even for me, like a similar thing when I was younger. Like you go up, and you look back, and you're like, I remember all the times that I wasn't you know, drinking or being an idiot. I remember the times when I was like doing well at races or being yeah. around like good people and all that. But like you can't; those memories don't last. Those yeah. like they're still like you said, like they're not. It's not like oh, I had a shit time because I got drunk with my buddies yeah. all the time. It's just like it just doesn't have the substance that. No. I could have had from doing, like say like starting up your business or starting your family or moving here or yeah. working on something or like creating something instead of
1: Well, you can't I mean you can't expect to um you know go from being 16, 17 to applying yourself 100 percent to, to to your life goal. You yeah. know, you've got to you've got to go and have some fun oh, and, and, it. and try it on and, and, and have that reference for yourself. But you know, too many people and, and I see this in a lot of my contemporaries, they're still bitter about oh, they got left behind as a pro that they should have been picked up for this and they're all still sitting in the same pub mm. pissing the same stories into each other's ear yeah. trying to relive their fucking glory days. Yeah. I mean, that's just... I mean, to me, that's really, really sad, you know? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: that's something I've I, I've definitely... I, I can see how you could do fall into that trap. But yeah. I, I've, it's like, honestly, almost like a nightmare to be like that To, to not start, like, pushing forwards into something else. Yeah. It's just like once... You just get stuck in the mud, and then you just go around in a cycle for me, blah blah blah. Yeah, and it just, it's 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 just but not a good... it's toxic. It's you not know? a good yeah, route to go because it's just like you bring other people kind of down with it. And it's just
1: like... well, that's right. And then, and again, going back to what we were saying before, there's comfort in numbers, and people tend to sort of um, support each other in that in that um, toxic mentality, you know. And I I think I think that's yeah. For me, it's no good. I, I would I would much rather hear. A harsh truth than a comfortable lie. Yeah, and too many, like you were saying before, it's the it's the it's the classic uh, live in the dream thing. You know, that's yeah. that's a comfortable lie. Yeah, because it's too hard to have the real conversation, and and I'll have that any day of the week. You know, uh, I would much rather hear that about myself or or about someone else. And... Well,
0: how good is it when you sit down with someone, and even if someone you don't know super well, and you actually just have a real conversation straight yeah. away? It's not just we're just not like I said, making noise. Yeah. There's so, too many people, like, I'll be around and it's just noise. And yeah. I just, and it, it sounds kind of mean, but I've cut, like, a fair few people. I haven't, like, I haven't cut them. I just haven't put time into it. Yeah. And they have put time back into me. It's just you yeah. find the people you want to put your energy into. But it just gets to the point, like you said, there's, we don't have that much time. Really. Yeah. Everyone thinks you've got so much time. But it's just, like, even, even this year, yeah. I, mean, I think about the... 1st of um, January to now, I'm like, yeah. Jesus, that's gone quick. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone says I get quicker, then I get slower. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what are you going to do with that time you've got? And especially now when something like this comes and changes everything. So you've got all these plans you made mm. that suddenly get taken away. You're like, mm. then you really know the time. Like, imagine, like, this is going, who knows how long it's going mm. for. So then one thing that I had, I guess, um, is it Solace? Solace in? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was... The fact that before this happened, I was doing everything I wanted to do. And yep. I was traveling, I was meeting new people, I was yep. doing it all. Yep. So when this has come up, it's not like, oh, I wish I did this. Yeah. Or, oh, yep. I, I had this plan to do yeah. this. Like, I was just like, well, I was doing everything yep. that I thought I should be doing. And yep. I was enjoying it. So then when it's been taken away, I, I, I don't... And I think that's what a lot of people, when they like when they pass away, they're like, oh, what if or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I should have done this. And I'm yep. like, I don't want to have that mentality. Like If no. I go out, it's just like, well, I was doing everything yeah. I wanted to. Up until this point, so I think that's and that's just what, what a lot of people should do. This should almost be like a, an eye opener, being like, Oh, I was gonna go do this, but yeah, I, you keep putting it off, putting it off, and then as soon as it's taken away completely, that's when you just like really like, Fuck,
1: I Yeah, done yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, even like when I was here and they shut the border,
1: yeah,
0: I was almost like, Oh, I should have gone up because now I can't, yeah, That's yeah. like with that could be with anything, yeah, but yep. people are just like, Put it off, put it off, put it off, oh, suddenly.
1: Like yeah how, there's always tomorrow you know we're, we're a great i'm gonna yeah society yeah and and yeah there is there's a lot of value in taking that time or making that time and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate of there there is plenty of time in your life but you need to generate it yeah um and there's 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 time to be found on every little stone and people people like Oh, yeah. I only sit on social media for for ten minutes a day or whatever, but add that up four or five times a day, and then then go and spend that fifty minutes or an hour, um, you know, fixing up your garden or your car or, or your bike, yeah. uh, your house, your, your business, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, and and how much difference that makes and the knock on effect that has, and and the uh, the change in your mentality to how you. How you spend your time and and how um you know time gives back to you it's it's amazing mm. it's amazing the difference but uh it's hard to explain sometimes there's you know there's people who sort of want a one hit wonder solution to um how you're satisfied with your life or what you've got in your life be that fucking
0: well people think there's um like there's an end goal which there's not like it's some, someone described once where sort I of think it's really good. It's like climbing a mountain with no peak. Like it doesn't yeah, stop going. It's a going, fluid but, situation. But everyone thinks there's a peak. Everyone thinks they're going to get to the top and they just like. But then mm. there's just it's constant work. Yeah. And I think with the whole thing where people just. Well, they always say one day. And I think one day is just code for never because it's just. What's the difference between one day and what's. One, one, like one day is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow is another day. Like what's the difference between that? And people just put it off, put it off, put it off, put it yeah. off, put it off. And I, I guess that comes back to that whole resistance that we put into ourselves, which. I guess people just need to find out ways to, to get over that and to yeah. do that. Cause I was gonna um I was gonna ask you, um we haven't talked about it, but with the um, with the half pipe you had here and all that and all the Red Bull stuff you're involved in. Like how did you get involved into that to start with and then how did that kind of snowball into heaven? I remember, I remember when I saw that I, I, I was am kicking myself and never got to come see it because I think I was, I was friends with friends of yours, Job and a few other guys yeah. and I think the opportunity was there at some point. I couldn't get out, but I was
1: still picking myself. I actually got to, got to see, see that firsthand. Yeah. Uh, the the whole rebel thing actually started with well, you know, Annie Miro, um, buddy from up at um, Sfarmisk or Scaferi. the cafe on the top side of the road there. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so he and I, you know, been been best mates for, I don't know, 30 odd years or something. Um when, when we first came back to town with the kids in 2001, he was working for Red Bull. And Red Bull was really in its infancy in, in Australia back then. Um, he was doing a, a gig called Mountain Scout where they, you know, he had a Red Bull backpack and he'd go around the car park and, and offer people a can of Red Bull at the end of the day. And,
0: he was a Red Bull chick back in the Yeah, basically, the day, you know, yeah.
1: just, just getting the product out there and, and and talking to people and all the rest of it. And um yeah he, he didn't really have time to sort of carry that on and said do you want to do it and uh, i was like oh yeah and then I, I made contact with them and it and it turned out they were all friends of mine um old friends from buller and, and skiing and stuff like that were in, that were involved with it uh i went down to paran and, and had a chat with them and i just i just really loved i wouldn't say i, I love the product I, at the time yeah i i I love a rebel when I'm driving, something like that. Yeah. But I just love their ethos. I love their their, their stance on sport, um, the support they were giving their athletes, and and just uh, the events they wanted to do. And I, I just really, um, yeah, I just gravitated towards their their way of thinking as as um, as products and as a business, and uh, I just dug it. Anyway, so yeah, well, I became a mountain scout. Mm. and um and then that that job sort of evolved um where I was doing Hotham and Falls and you know making sure that Red Bull was at um the good parties or at uh rail jams and you know that that um that the right people were sort of um involved with it and that, that it's sort of lifting its profile and mm. stuff and then um along with that obviously there was events and talk of events and stuff and there was a um, a ski event in Falls Creek called Air Raid and um, guys came up to do it. And because I was involved in in skiing and and involved in with Red Bull, naturally, sort of they s- sort of made contact with me, and we went out and talked about this thing. And I got to go know a buddy called um, CT Chris Toward, who was at the time was in charge of events with Red Bull. And we did Air Raid. you know, that year was a lot of stuff. I won't bore you with, but it was. Um, it was really, really cool event. It was really hard to do and all the rest of it. And I got a really good relationship or friendship with, with CT. And
0: so what was your main thing? You were kind of like event management kind of like,
1: no, back then the I was writer? just, no, back then I was, well, at the time Nick and I had Aaron style, the coaching program mm-hmm. and we'd made, um, the, the big air, which was, you know, it was the biggest event on the Australian calendar for 10 years. Mm. Biggest prize money. It was a nighttime event. You know, we, we put a lot of work into developing that event, and um, so we had an idea of 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 events and stuff. Uh, really, we were sort of flying by the seat of our pants, teaching ourselves along the way. But to work with someone like CT, who was well versed in those things and professional um, event manager, and with Red Bull, opened my eyes. And we did that the um, skiing event. And I just we I just learned heaps, you know, and then in conversation, dirt pipe came up. They we are like, oh, you know, what would you think about building this, um, di- digging a, a subterranean pipe out of dirt for, for BMX and stuff. And, and at the time, I was like, oh, that sounds crazy, you know. <laughs> um, and, that, and that was sort of, I've it wasn't a, the end I've of the conversation. System, anyway. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It <laughs> no, was no, just no. like, well, I, at the time, I just thought, fuck, you know, as if you could ever do that. And, yeah. and I had sort of thought about it and thought, oh, Wow, it'd be cool, but wow, you know, what a job. Like Because we were sort of saying, oh, a snowboard halfpipe, a ski, snowboard snowboard halfpipe made in dirt. And um, anyway, we all had too much to go on with, so it got shelved. And, you know, go forward a few years and a few more events um, and, you know, a few more years of friendship with CT and stuff. And, and someone and I bought the property out here. And walking around out here, I was sort of looking at things and making a motocross track and diddling around with dirt and... Um, yeah, I have just buzzed him off the cuff sort of thing and said, oh, what about that dirt pipe event, you know? I reckon we've got a spot we can do it. And um, and he was keen, so he came down and we had a look at it and, yeah, we sort of just hatched the idea and and that's where it came and out right, of. Where it but, came.
0: Yeah, how but, you? but... You, you held event um, here once a year, wouldn't you? Three we did.
1: Three you did, yeah. It was only ever supposed to be one, but... One reason or the other, each event got pipped at the post, either by weather or calendar and and access to um, athletes. Um, It just, it never got to be what we really wanted until the third one. It was awesome, but, and not taking anything away from from domestic guys because they're awesome athletes and stuff, but a lot of them were rats Mm. and, um, you know, just didn't sort of take it, to, to where we sort so of thought we, it could we, be we, yeah. So, yeah um so so we kept on sort of revisiting it and look at and red bull loved it and we loved it and it was and it was there it was a major major build yeah and um, how
0: long did it take to actually move everything oh uh, it's pretty pretty serious
1: yeah i think um well it was basically two of us built it myself and jack Cottrell. jack Cottrell was the he's the skill and the brains and of how to get that dirt to stand up vertically and, and the compaction rate that we needed and, and all the rest of it. And and um, I'd sort of bought to it the angles that I thought we might need um, relative to, to wheels and, mm. and from snow. We we designed a lot of it off a World Cup um, snowboard half-bite yeah. um, and all the rest of it. And yeah, but I think it took, uh, I want to say, six months or something. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Um, all in all, like but just flat out work and I reckon it probably took us a couple of months, just Jack and I just up there, you know, digging in excavators and we're truck driver. Um but but other than that it was just us digging, laying the dirt out, compacting it, you know, every every three hundred mils of material we put down, we had this huge pad foot vibrating, you know, roller. And it. we'd yeah, we'd just pack it and we just we dug through the top of the hill, we moved some dirt down the hill and we made these two big columns and compacted the hell out of it. And by the time we'd made these two big columns, they were basically, you know, sort of three metres apart, lip to lip. Mm. They were just two big, ugly columns of dirt. And then we started cutting it all away. Think, yeah. um, and when and the compaction that we'd done and and the qualities in the dirt, the right amount of clay and all that. like mean, A lot of the guys call it super dirt because you can... When it's moving, it's really good to move. Um, it's really good to shape with. But when you compact it, the clay yeah. in it just goes just like goes concrete. Like brick, yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah. So, yeah, we, 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 we cut it all up. And, and to start with, we actually just made a pure half pipe. Like, it looked like a snow half pipe. Yeah.
0: Busy kind of, yeah. When, I, when I first heard the idea, I didn't understand how, like... Yeah. Like obviously, BMX would probably be able to come up and down, but it was just, I don't know, just... It'd be a hard thing to maintain that perfectly and have the perfect edges and everything
1: yeah, oh look, yeah, to have the the coping and and stuff that we did to have dirt stand up the way we did it was yeah, it was no one had ever done it, no one's done it since yeah uh, to get we had proper vert half pipe yeah um and it was smooth and yeah, it was sick, but it wasn't easy and um yeah, so we did the we did a full half pipe and then um we sort of, CT and I hatched the, the idea that it, it needed ride line. You know, we yeah. need to cut lips and, and have different features in it, wall rides, things like yeah. that. And then it just evolved, you know. And every event that we did, it evolved more and more. We'd think, you know, oh, let's add this, you know, this snake pit section or this bowl section or, um yeah. So it was it was really cool, you know. It was really dynamic. Um,
0: and that was all, it was like Red Bull sponsored that whole thing that they... Yeah. they
1: they did all that. Yeah, it was a Red Bull event. Um, you know, they they uh, banked it all. And then um, to
0: head with um because you wanted did you go in? I remember you went into a um what was it, New World Disorder as Yeah, well? yeah. Yeah, work, New I World remember.
1: Disorder Nine came and filmed there. We had we did a couple of things. Yeah,
0: I remember watching that and I was just thinking, like, that's just down the road. And I yeah. that as a kid was just like a bit of a bit of a trip.
1: Oh look, it was it was amazing. Um and at the time, you know, I had we had the young kids, and um, and we were doing things at Falls Creek, and, and I guess the gravity of what we were doing um, wasn't e- easily seen to me yeah. at the time. I was like, yeah, it's, you know, just doing something, and I, and I was working really hard on it, so... I didn't really get the time to sit there and digest and and um, and bathe in the glow of the amazing thing we were doing. Yeah, I was just like, "Fuck! How do we get it done?" You know, like, and there was always always problems to. Um,
0: yeah, you're looking at it completely different than everyone else. Yeah, looking
1: at it, yeah, yeah, and I, and I felt responsible for its success and failure in on on every level. You know, to Red Bull, to um, to Jack, to CT, to the riders. You know, I just wanted it to be the best it could be, and to be honest, it's. It, it still had more to go. Um, it, I would love to revisit it again one day because it c- could be better than what we did. There was
0: yeah, there's things you can still. Is there is there much of it left? To no, no. no it's a grassy
1: time? paddock now. It's all buried.
0: That's all been cleared. But um,
1: yeah, it's it, we've got we've got other concepts that um are on the table sort of that we've talked to Red Bull about um that that would revisit it yep. um but evolve it at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what the future holds with, with regard to things like that. But it, it's got a pretty healthy interest. Um, Still going, yeah. Yeah, from What's Austria and um, from, from um, the, obviously, the BMX community would love to see something like that. But, uh, I mean, to me, mountain bike would be it would be way better to have mountain bike. Yeah. But to have both Well, that's the thing. Now, sense. You, now you can just have both with
0: most things anyway. Yeah, with so yeah. like,
1: different yeah. lips and landings and, um, yeah, it could loan itself to... To all sorts if of things. I, yeah,
0: that's like you said. It hasn't been done since or before. So it's like if you've got no. that, and that's what I feel like Red Bull goes for is no one hmm. else is doing this. We're doing this kind of. Yeah, they're mentality.
1: unique and and like they they, yeah. It's it's easy to follow. It's hard to lead. Yeah, you know, and they are a leader. You know, and yeah, it's a, it's a soft drink and all the rest of it, but it it's a functional drink. They've never they've never sold themselves down the river and and tried to be. Uh, I won't name other drinks, but tried to put one litre cans in the in hands of nine-year-olds and shit like that, yeah. you know? It's, it's not their, their way. And they put more money back into sport than any other company mm-hmm. that I know, for, uh, particularly for what they, their end is. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's Formula One or, or bloody billy car racing Where or you, whatever, like they're just...
0: You hear the stories about people that get on Red Bull and it's not just like you, you're like your Red Bull athlete more is, means more than you just get paid. Well, it's like you get... Medical support. That's you right. All this help. You can't, like, yeah. It's just like you become.
1: It's what do you need? Yeah. You we know, were, and then, we will
0: help you. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a, with a lot of, I guess, some people in the industry and people they they they'll tell you that they'll give you the world, but they'll
1: yeah they'll give you. You're just a cash cow at the end yeah, of the day. Exactly.
0: But I feel like with Red Bull, they're very very loyal to their. They are and very very giving. Yeah. I think that's why they've got such a high reputation, and it's so hard to get hmm. with them because I think like if we want to get with you we're going to be with you for a long amount of time yeah. like this is, this is not it's a, a
1: working relationship mm-hmm. and then those those things are really valuable that, that they taught me a lot you know working with with that company um for well 20 years in one way or the other now um being involved with with red bull was yeah i've learned heaps you know and it, and it changed my mentality towards a lot of things like what you're just saying about um you know what the things that they do for their athletes and, and what what they're looking to provide you as an athlete to to bring you to fruition. What do yeah. you need? You know, do need? you need a gym, you need a motocross track, um, you know, you need a trainer, you're injured. Okay, what do you need medically? You mm. know, they are there. Like, there's, what, there's, there's no one else. Like, there's no one yeah. comes close to the mate, mm. you know, like they yes. are the originator and, and yeah. the best.
0: I think a lot of... I don't know if it was previous previous sponsors, like they're not like that. They don't. It's it's funny when you ride for a team, and they've obviously put this investment into you. Yeah. And they've, they're going to play for you, paying tickets. They're going to pay you a salary. They're going to do all this, but they don't really ask you what you think you need to do. Yeah. Better. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of like, oh, well, you're doing well. Yeah. Here's some stuff. Yeah. You do better, but they're not like, what do you want? What do you think you need? They're kind of, mm. I guess, more. I get like if you can try and then I feel like because there's certain things you ask for that you want out of it but then it comes to a point where you just feel like you're constantly just like almost nagging in a way to try and get stuff but yeah. you're only trying to get this stuff so you can do better so you can represent their brand better and it's just like I you, sometimes I just get a bit confused when I I feel like I'm trying to, yep. trying to promote you and sell what you've yeah. got, and you're just kind of making it harder for me yeah. you know, in a way. And I, yeah. I, get there's, there's always reasons behind that. Every, there's two stories to everything. But yeah. it's just sometimes there's certain things, and it's just trying to get like, even just like some product sometimes just like mm. why, like why can't I get yeah. that to then promote it for you kind of thing. I'm like, if, yeah, and that's the thing that you know, I feel like Red Bull, like you said, that what do you want? What do you need? because yep. that's and then you, you might yeah. even know what you need. I'm like, well, try this or try that. like just mm. give you options because I know. Being a, a, a kind of like a young kid, dumb racer kind of thing. Sometimes you need something given to you yeah. to like be like, okay, this is what I did need. Like I remember when I was testing um, with Da Vinci, um, Nigel Reeves, who was Steve Smith's old mechanic. He um, he got there and he's like, all right, we're putting this on your bike, we're putting that on your bike, we're putting this. Go, how yep. it feel? Get down, yep. Yeah. Change, he, he changed. Life, wouldn't even tell me he changed. go yeah. how did it feel? Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, this, that, whatever. And then he would have That was how I'd set up the bike. Yep. Yeah. And now something like, and I like that because I'm like, you know what you're doing but yeah, yeah, I yeah. know how to ride this thing down a hill really fast. Yeah. You know yeah. how to set it up. Yep. Let's work together. Yep. Where now I felt like, pre, at previous and past times, um I'll go there and they'd be like, oh, like, what do you think? And I'll change something and they be like, oh, and then like it's. It's, yeah, it's a bit more, lack of confidence. Yeah, exactly. So it's like almost sometimes you just need to be like, just yeah. take it kind of thing. Even with like the, because now I run 29, 27. Yeah. And that was something that wasn't really, I guess, pushed on to us or even really yeah. Suggest it, suggested. Yeah. yeah. And I knew it was around and I was kind of umming and about it. And looking back now, it was dumb that I didn't try it straight away. But that's the thing. A, a team should just be like, these are what we've got. Like just, mm. it should be real test sessions more or less because... You look at motor like the amount, even if it's not, they don't do as much as actually make out to, that they do, but there seems to be a lot more testing, even like Formula motor gp they're yeah. trying different things. Yeah, and that's one thing I feel like where we lack a bit is yep. actually trying to get the most out of stuff. Because I didn't like it's, it's hindsight whatever. but I don't know what would happen if because obviously I feel like the bike I've got set up now is a lot better than what I had last year but I kind of felt like I almost didn't have the opportunity or it was too late or like blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. if someone was coming at me and be like, what about if you try this? And there's actually a guy that works with Scott called Ben Walker and he was someone that's very open about like trying new things We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And you see those people on a team as that's what you need. You need someone to kind of push you. Because like...
1: Help you develop things. And, yeah, because
0: a lot of the time, like, I'm, I'm open to say, like, it's, like, you can kind of be a dumb racer in a way. Like, yeah. Like, my way is the best way, and I'm going to do this because I know this, but it's just like, open your mind up a bit and look outside the box, because...
1: Uh, well, as you say, you know, to have that um, professional respect for, for your mechanic in your situation, you know, to, to know that they know a lot about bikes and a lot about, you know, their boffins for gear and um, uh, brakes, you suspension all that sort of stuff and 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 know the ins and outs of that and and yeah you you have to have that confidence in that relationship to to get the best out of each other you know for them to get the best out of you as a rider and for you to get the best out of the machine and and you know and that that works on all levels like you're saying to have sponsors that are um, conducive to your management of their product um, or and that you are trying to help them but unfortunately you know there's, there's, there's ten other guys, you know, particularly like I saw it in, in skiing, you know, because um, the company I worked with for the longest was Monza, who had Spy, Dan, Easy Fox, and the guys I worked with, like um, you know Scotty Runciman, just legend, um, just just had foresight with the product always, and, and 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 you have a good working relationship with those people. And y you, you you can sort of do so much more mm. because there's trust that you're not just got your hand out because like I like I was gonna say what I saw at Monza freestyle motocross guys coming in with their bros and just just cleaning house, just yeah. trying to get everything that they could so mm. they could hock it or or give it to chicks or look cool or whatever it was. Yeah. And and that really taught me from a young age about how to manage sponsorships and how to get how to get your story. sponsor what they want, or um, and and get you what you want, and and have a working relationship, you know. And to, for me, I was really fortunate. I'll I'll say I was fortunate and I was focused to work with companies that I honestly believed in. When when Nick and I first started Aaron Style, you know, we were talking mm-hmm. about um, at the time Lipton Lipton Ice was around mm-hmm. these drinks, you know, and they what they were interested, and I was like, yeah. no... And it was good money, but I just it was a product that I didn't align with personally. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's hard to push something that you wouldn't, yeah. Wouldn't so
1: use. Yeah, yeah, you've got to you've because then it, you, you can't you, just do things for money, you know? Oh, like, exactly,
0: because then it comes down to if okay, if you if you get this drink that you don't drink, but you're riding that bike, do you actually like it? Is yeah. it better, like what or with anything? Are oh, you using it? Like the yeah. kind of people just I guess doubt your judgment
1: or yeah well you're just kind of thing. a whore for yeah exactly and, and there's dishonesty there that's uh it's, so it's endemic too you know like yeah I, like I was, I was saying for me i was i was really conscious i was like I, I loved moto and i loved mountain bike and stuff so there was companies that crossed um from snow to, to dirt that i just really loved you know fox and, and I'll, I'll always be a Fox guy. Because, um, I say that we're in a trolley hat, but I mean, I love it. I love everything <laughs> Moto and, and, and Fox supported me. And, and I just, you know, my relationship with that brand and, um, you know, Road for Spy for a long time, Dan Easy and things like that. They were brands that I loved, you yeah. know, that I, I looked up to as a Grom, that I looked up to as an adult, that I believed in. I believed in their product and I believed in helping them develop that product. Pod Knee Braces was, was a huge one. K2 Skis. For for me, these were all oh, was a dream come true yeah. to work with these companies and like, and never went in there heavy handed and and took all I could and, the... and 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 often went in there and gave back you know whether it was a box of wine or a slab of Red Bull mm-hmm. or, um, or or calling them up and saying you know what my gear from last year is fine I don't need yeah. a new helmet or goggles if you're cool with me running that again I'll, I'll run that again for you don't don't spend the money and the, to have that. Um, yeah, you you really. I think you're a lot, diamond in the rough. In I, think, a lot of I think a
0: lot of people, like especially young kids, they don't realize that not everything's free.
1: That's like not. They, and then they and they nothing's like say, they, free.
0: They, man. Yeah, they take, take, take. And the thing is, like you can, you can. I guess you can take, take, take if they're willing to give, and you're willing to give back a good relationship with them. And like well, it's it's what what they're giving you, you need to kind of give back in a certain way, which it might be. Like, There's
1: always a transaction. Yeah. So, yeah, getting giving either, back it's results. Physical, giving, financial, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Results, just general good energy. Yeah. Like, even, like, I just... I got um the cover that um, Matt Russo Yeah, shot. the a yeah. Yeah, so I got that. I just got 10 copies, signed a heap, sent them over. Yep. To
1: sponsors yep. and stuff. It doesn't and, like, take much. And it's
0: nothing. It's $10 yeah. magazine and $10 to post it. Yep. And to them, which, like, there's obviously support me and mm. give me much more than that. And yeah. Just, like, I feel like it's such a small thing. It people, is. That people don't get it. Like, one thing... This, this this made me very happy, because um again back to the Ollie Davis when he got on with um when he got signed up I helped him get hooked up with Johnny McLean at Lusty and he got got a deal with them got like I'm not sure exactly what it is but he got cheaper bike gear, yeah blah 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 um he rang up Kent Hamilton the guy that's like the main I guess athlete manager kind of guy there in marketing and whatnot and he rang him up and just thanked him on the yeah. phone for yeah. what they'd done yeah and he's just like no one rings up yeah and thanks us. and it's yeah. such a simple and he's in like he's, he remembered that he remembered enough yeah to bring it up with me absolutely and then at the end of the year he um he made this speaker box thing and just wrote like engraved on it lusty industries blah 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 and yeah gave that to him was like a thank you and i'm just like because I, I, I didn't know he did it and yeah I, and i went there um on the way up the coast and i popped in and i saw it and it like said yeah, yeah. Ollie made this for us and i was just like Cool, like that felt good to like. Yeah, oh, but like that's that's the people you want to help. Absolutely, hundred like percent. They want to keep helping him. Not yeah, and like he's like and he's because that's the thing. Results, results will run out. Yeah, that's right. Eventually, and then you don't want to be the guy stuck there with these just no. just that everyone hates. It yeah, well, what, well,
1: while you're the the hot commodity, you know any company's gonna oh. going support you and want to put their badge on you and all the rest of it. But if you want to stay relevant, if you if you're passionate about the sport you're involved in, you want to stay relevant to it, then. You know tread lightly and 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 learn to pull your punches and don't be greedy, you mm. know don't take what you don't need and and those small gestures like uh, carry huge weight, mm. you know like I did the same thing, whether it's um you know I was fortunate with with charlie Charlie Brown photographer I worked with you know for the last Does he, live in, he live fifteen in, years yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, Charlie. yeah um where we could always get a print done and sign it and, and send it off to people. And they're just chuffed with things like that, you know. It's, mm. And the cost is negligible for the support you're receiving. And um, it's just, it's just, yeah, giving back. It, t- it takes a bit of time and, and it really, really makes such a big difference. Yeah. Just you feel good about it and you have, uh, you just have a better relationship, yeah. you know.
0: And it's funny what you kind of think. Like sometimes like, you do something and you might not think it means that much to someone even the reaction you get sometimes it's funny I um I because bike Glenn Fairweather guy owns Bike yeah. Edge Wodonga, he he was the guy who gave me my first yeah I'd say sponsored ride like he helped mm. me out with like servicing and parts and cheaper cheaper bikes with costs whatever so he was like the first guy to help me yeah and then every now and again I like to pop in and say hey and I just took him um just yeah signed poster after mm. after I was with intense and um gave it to him I was like oh cool but like it's funny like he even I like get the time. He just didn't seem that excited, but I think yeah. that's just how he was. But then after I left, he put it up on Facebook and like yeah, big yeah. thank you letter yeah. and everything. I was like, oh, like it did, it did yeah. mean something. Like I, I knew it meant something, but like yeah. once I said, like oh, it really kind of did, even if it is yeah. not what you kind of first assume. But yeah, it's, little little stuff it, it goes along. Just like it's just like saying thank you to someone. It's
1: oh, that's right, you know, and it's it's about keeping your peripheral reality, you know. Making sure that you 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 keep real with it's easy to to just be looking forward, and be driven, and and just taking everything you need to go to your goal. Mm. But you have to stop every once in a while and look look around, look back to to where you've come from, who helped you get there, who's still helping you get there. You know all, all right. those factors, and, and and they matter. You know yeah. you can't just burn people, and, and too many people do. You know or they're or they're fucking got a bad attitude to oh uh, you know. Uh, whether it's in moto or in mountain bike or, you know, sort of in skiing and stuff too, where the people are, they're just negative about the gear or they're, you know, they, they don't win a race because a tire popped or whatever. And they just just, just burn up, yeah. the sponsor. And you're like, really? Yeah. Like that was an anomaly more than likely. Yeah. Um, their, their products are really good and, and she, you know, nothing's perfect. She yeah. can go wrong. Like be a professional mm. and, 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 pull your punches and you know i think we had this conversation the other day um as an analogy you know if i if i've got a um write a letter to someone where you know whether it was with a an event for, at falls or red bull or whatever or, or uh, and it wasn't of a positive nature or it was having a whinge or it was yeah. trying to get a solution out of something you, you take the emotion out of it you're gonna know, write it sit on it for 24 hours, read it again, take out the eyes and the Mm. um so's and the underlines and and all that sort of shit, you know, and and keep things simple and keep things honest. Mm. Take the emotion out of things because that'll do damage. Mm. You know, but if you can have an honest conversation with someone about anything, the truth is the truth. You know what I mean?
0: It's just like when you say when... When everyone's yelling, no one's listening. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's just, you're just waiting for it. It's just,
1: it's just emotion and it's, it's a surefire way to ruin just about any situation. mm -hmm. You know, you need to remove that component about something because, you know, people can be upset about, something. if you, if you lie to someone, um, and, 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 you know, you, you break up with someone, you're dishonest or whatever, um. They'll they'll probably always be shitty about that. But if you're honest a- about it, and, and even if you've done the wrong thing, but you're honest about it, they'll get over the wrong thing, mm. and the honesty will be the thing that maintains your friendship or maintains your relationship moving forward. But if you bullshit to someone, mm. lies a lie, and you know it's just there's no there's no future to that. And what are you hiding from anyway? You know, like like learn to be honest mm. always. It's just an easier way to live. You don't have to remember what bullshit you told to someone else or. Yeah, I'm constantly you know. chasing a lie.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to trying to maintain a lie. Yeah,
1: and and going back to sponsorships, you know, to have that um, honest relationship. Uh, don't be afraid to ask the sponsor. Okay, what do you want? Um, what what are you going to give me? What do you want in return? And be real with those goals and help them achieve that goal, and and have them help you achieve your goals. You know, don't just don't just assume that it's oh. Wow, I just got 10 grand and mm. whew, walk out the door. Like, find out what they want for that 10 grand or, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an important um, conversation to have. Mm.
0: Yeah, how you, can, how you can both benefit from each other. But
1: yeah, and to know intricately what, what that entails. And like like you said saying before, nothing's for free. People can be like, oh, you know, you got 10 pairs of goggles, man, just give me one. No, yeah. well, the amount of time I put into being a professional athlete yeah. and to, uh, to to getting that no, they weren't free. In fact, I probably paid more than retail for them. If you broke it down to yeah, an out, yeah. a, a buy an hour thing, so that's yeah. a, just a yeah, you know. But, yeah. but but you know, everyone's I know, people uh, haven't been to, to the sharp end of a sport or whatever, and, and it's hard for them to understand that. And that's cool. You know, you don't want to get upset at people about it, but
0: yeah, they don't they don't see the value. Like I always I always look at it as. Um, like how many years you actually have to do to become yeah. a professional at anything, yeah. And then you put that into just—I just always compare, ten thousand hours, I think. Yeah, I just—I just compare it to like a um, like a degree or something. Yeah. I'm just like, and they and they they have that degree. They can go well, Obviously, if you, you're not a good doctor or not a good lawyer or whatever, you're yeah. not going to get paid as much. But like, you've got this degree to go do that. Yeah. Where it takes us longer, and yeah. Then what we get out of it is, and then the thing is, it's like you get a degree, you've got it. For life yeah you become a professional mountain biker you could lose it the next yeah the next year yeah like it can go like that so it's just like you've constantly got that in the back of your mind you're not making nearly as much money as everyone thinks like that's another thing it's just like yeah but even as a kid i remember thinking what all these top guys would make and then yeah. you get in the mix and you're like oh
1: yeah shit the, <laughs> the reality is a lot different yeah but like that's yeah. the thing you don't do it for the money
0: but it's just no. like another thing you do it because you love it and you, the experiences you get have and the people but it's just funny that I guess it's it's, it, well, it's like everything grass is green on the other side yeah. of the fence kind of thing and I'm not like I'm not dissing That's I'm an on, image. Yeah, I love what I get to do, but it's just funny you get a few like yeah, just eye openers and reminders and yeah. things here and there. But it's yeah, it's not something. Yeah, yeah you like, you have
1: day. to you'll have to do something because you love it because you know doing something for money. What are you? You know, a prostitute. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, it's, it's non-sustainable
0: just it's just different levels of it isn't it really yeah
1: and and yeah to be at the real pointy end of, of any sport yes there's there's some dollars there but the investment um made by uh it, it's a heavy weight to carry it's the investment made by the companies that support you for instance um and the commitment that you've got to have and that's why like for me i uh, grown up skiing uh i had good natural talent i wouldn't say i had great natural talent but I, I lacked commitment and drive and i was really um quite real with that at an early age and thought yeah i don't want to be a professional athlete you know i don't have the commitment to go to the gym yeah. to do what it takes and that was back then when when you know some pro athletes were still smoking cigarettes yeah and stuff like that but so i so I don't look back and think oh fuck, I get left behind. Oh, I should, I should have been this, I should have been that because I, I probably didn't have the skill or, and I definitely didn't have the, the commitment drive. at the time. Yeah. Well, that's um, the thing
0: I've, I've kind of, I've definitely had, I wouldn't say battles with but thoughts about whether I'm like, do I do you want to keep doing this? Like, do you want to commit this amount of time to, to like pushing yourself to this yep. limit and constantly being in this mindset and blah, blah, blah. And definitely now that it's been taken away, Hundred percent. No, I keep want to keep doing it because it's yeah. not there. But when you kind of, when you when you're in it, when you're doing it, yeah, it's It's, definitely at, it's that what uh, if I did this or what about yeah. if I change something. But then yeah. like once it is taken away, and then especially when it's taken away, not from your own decision,
1: yeah, or like, injury or something. Yeah, else. Or yeah, or an yeah.
0: injury or something like that. You're just like fuck. I really want yeah. to do this now. But
1: well, that's good. I mean, it gives you it gives you perspective, doesn't it? Because mm. um, it's it's a it's a contrasting situation. And you know if it if you make if it's the catalyst for you to say, yeah, that's what I want and 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 you know you know you're at the pointy end of of a really hard sport there's you have to let go of the rail mm-hmm. you have to be willing to commit yourself completely yeah. Yeah. to being a, you know, a athlete, um you know a finely tuned athlete um you know mentally emotionally, well, physically, you, you, all you, these you, things you, have to be balanced. You realize
0: yeah. the thing when it can't stop being, not, I wouldn't say a hobby, but when it's just like, okay, you, when you want to go from A to B, when you want to be, because yeah. there's a big difference between like a top 10 guy and then a top 30 guy, like it's, yeah, and it's, totally. just, it's all in just like preparation, mindset, yeah. every, everything. Well then even there's a bigger jump, like a top five guy, like it's, yeah. it's, there's, there's that's right. levels and jumps Yeah. and then... Even talking to some people, I was talking about how because Luke Bruni won the overall in the World Champs, and I was talking to a close friend of his, and he's just like I, another guy that races as well, and he's just like I don't think I want to, yeah, train, be, train that hard. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want to commit myself to that yeah. level. And it's just like, and the, and the guy I was talking to, he's like a top, like he, he's a top guy, gets podium still he's right, yeah. he's right there. Yeah. yeah, and he even said he's just like he just. He, yeah. he wants it that bad and yeah. I guess that he gets it like, mm. that's the thing but he's made that choice in his mind where he's like this is what I want to do this is my life and this is what I'm going to commit to Yeah. and I think it's just like it is a, it is a bit because it's like you, even even now it's just like you lose you lose a lot of normal life or what you call normal life for yeah. that and it's just like is is standing on top of that podium worth losing hours of time with mm. friends family holidays yep yeah certain foods or that. that's what i guess you weighed up and you said yeah. no this is what i want and i've had times when i'm like almost just like yeah do i do i want to be i guess the top 10 guy that can still have a fair bit of life or do i want to be the number one guy that loses a lot of what you could say life because yeah, you, yeah it's just all about time it's just where you put your time it's just like, yeah you know, if i put this amount of time I mean, like to the gym into eating into mm. doing this and like i don't have much time for seeing friends yeah socializing yeah family yeah, whatever. Like whatever else it is, it's just like if and you see like people that like real people that meditate real strong, like strongly, or like mm-hmm. have this certain, um, I guess, enlightenment to themselves. I'm like they've cut out a large part of something else of their life to get yeah. Like you've kind of got to pick and choose where you can't be like I'm going to be enlightened, and meditate, and be fucking pretty much go and whatever, and then still go out on the weekend and party with the boys. No, together. so it's just you like can't that. wear all hats. And like, yeah.
1: so, like I said before, there's a transaction there mm. always. And if you can identify that and commit yourself fully to it, then you'll get what you want. Um, <clears throat> and and there's no harm in in failure. And, and again, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, you have to be um, as accepting of failure as you are of, of success with anything, you know, and not be afraid to fall because the falls are what you know give you the scars to look at and reference and to learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what makes you stronger and what, what makes you better. Whether whether that's in sports or in life or in business or whatever, you know. And that's what i was saying is the ten thousand hours thing. I, I can't. I don't know that for a fact, but I think someone wrote a book, and it, and there was this group of professionals. You know, whether they're um, uh, CEOs or uh, I think it's Navy Seals uh, or, or sports people or whatever that they that they sort of amalgamated um, the process of of all those things. And it was 10,000 hours that they put in to become like that, you know. And then there was other um, common things uh, that they did, which I think are really valuable. And for me, that was, again, that was a thing that that really changed my life from giving up boozing or or eating better, Mm. was going to bed early and getting up early, Mm. you know, I try and get up generally as close to sort of 5 a.m. as I can. I mean, there's times, there's weeks, there's months where I get up at 7 and feel like a slob. Mm. But I used to, you know, that was early for yeah, me yeah. back in the day. Whereas there's, there's a few hours um, in the morning that are super valuable, you know, where, you, where your mind works really well and your body works really well and all the rest of it. So, But other people look at like, oh, I'm giving up fucking sleeping in, you know, yeah. no way, whatever. But uh, to me... Uh, I don't know. There's, there's no it's, question it's to what that yeah, brought to your life. Different
0: value. Um, well, I used to know when I'd get up and I'd go to a um a 5.15 gym class. Yeah. And just go ham. Yeah. Be absolutely spent. And I remember I'd be driving home from the gym at like just a little past six and people are just going to work. Yeah. And it's like, I'm already ahead of you. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm already one up on you. Like, yeah. you're just going to start your day. Yeah. I've already started it. And just like every time I'd get up early and do that. You just feel like you're, you're already winning. You're yeah. already in front of someone else. Like it's that whole thing of hard, like hard work, and it yeah. doesn't like that. That's invaluable. To it is totally. So mm-hmm. it's just like whenever I'd get up early and just start my day, and then the, the whole day would flow better. I'd just yeah. feel energized. I'd yeah. start eating better. I'd start doing this and blah, blah blah. And again, it's just that resistance. Oh, but if I sleep more, my body will feel better. Which obviously, your body needs sleep as well. But to a certain extent, which is like getting up an hour earlier. Yeah, and the mind, the effect that might have on just your, your mindset alone. Well, have a
1: nap in the afternoon, man. Like, a, yeah, so that's, that's people exactly. like Arnold Schwarzenegger will, will tell you. You know, you don't need. You can survive well on six hours of sleep. Mm. You know that the eight hour thing's great, you, and you do need to pay back that sleep bank. If you if there's a deficit there, there's balance. Yeah, some people need more. I guess. Um, well, there's it, so many
0: factors. It's food factors, water yeah. factors, oh, exercise, like huge. so many things. Like, you could be the most un person and need to sleep and you're eating crap and you got sugar and blah 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 yeah. if you're a healthy person that manages that and like you say like I was a big fan of going in float tanks every week or two to just kind of
1: yeah. reset
0: everything and go yeah. back to normal and I feel like there's something like a tool you can use to like okay well I'm working this hard okay, mm. what? Like, because your body does need rest obviously at some yeah. point so I was just like okay well I've worked this hard I'm fucking tired mm. eat a heap of good food mm. go in a float tank drink a heap of water and then it's like oh good again
1: yeah, it's reading. and look once you once you learn to reference your your being like that, you know your physical being, your mental being, your emotional being. It's in, a really interesting and rewarding um, transaction. Again, you know you can be like, fuck, look look what I can do. Yeah, you know look what I can do with my mind, look what I can do with my body, look what I can do with my time, mm-hmm. um, and and it, and you can just change so much in your life that you thought was out of reach or you thought that was magic or. Um, that someone else was able to achieve and uh, you know for, for me I've always I I won't say I'm, I'm never satisfied but I'm always looking at I'm always looking up the ladder it's easy to look at people who are and this again this is a bad analogy and, and I want to use a better term but people who are lower down the ladder than you or it's easier to look down than it is to look up because mm-hmm. the person who's next step up on the ladder where you want to be mm-hmm. they're they're doing more work. They're going to the gym more or, or, or they're training more. Or they're, you know, those things take commitment. Yes. Whereas if, if you're like, um, oh, you know, uh, but Bob parties way more than me. You no, know? I don't party as much yeah. as Bob. So, yeah. But Barry up there, he never fucking parties, yeah. you know. So you're, you're not sort of as good as Barry, but you're a bit better than Bob. It depends how how you weigh yourself, you know. Yeah. And like I say, I hate to say better than people. That's it. It's Use just whatever just compar- word you compar-
0: want. to compar- compar- for joy?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. where do you want to be? You know, and what are you willing to lay down to to get there? You know, and that's what at the end of the day, that's what it comes up to for everyone. And I think it's there's, like, there's you know, no magic solution. You're not going to win Tats lotto. There's no one going to walk through your door and go, "Hey, you know what?" Accidentally. You are the king of Scotland, and um, there's about a billion dollars and a castle waiting for you outside, out and, and you can do whatever you like. Yeah, now. you know it's going to take a, a level of commitment, drive, I feel like um, you know, you said- sacrifice, mm. all the rest of it, and like you say, whether that's your social life, and and for for top end athletes or top end businessmen or whatever, that question goes by very quick. No, mm. it's not a. It's there's no loss to me for that, or. Mm. You know, and the guys the guys at the pointy end of the field, like, like Ricky Carmichael uh, or Ryan Villopoto in his day, or, or any of those moto guys. I say moto because it's a sport that I watch closely. Mm. They, they're almost burned out because of well, the, the puts, level of commitment. Puts, it, yeah, exactly. They put so much.
0: But that's when I would Baker it He's like, would you rather four years of winning than 10 years of being mediocre? Yeah. And it's just like the thing is, like, you've got to put everything in, but it's just like... I oh, but Yeah. It's like, I, and I try to talk to Greg Minara, like, for like longevity of it all, because he's obviously at the top of his game still, but he yep. still lives a pretty, yeah, what it seems like normal lifestyle and yep. has a good balance with everything. So it's like trying to get that.
1: But he's that, instituted those changes for so long oh, that they had the regimen to him is it's muscle memory. It's just like, yeah, that's how I live.
0: Yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and for me, like, working 15 hours a day, yeah, that's, that's how I live. I, I don't think, look, oh, okay, I work hard. I work so hard. Mm. I think, there's people I know who work harder than I do. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I'm lazy if I only work 12 hours a day or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's you know perspective a, and yeah, perception a, of yeah. things, isn't it? You know that's, how you decide to weigh those things up is is a choice. Mm.
0: And that's good. How you say you know before when you look back down at someone, I guess you say it almost like, why do I have to do more because that person's doing less? And I think that's such a terrible way to look at it because it's like I know when. I went up to the, like the Gold Coast and went up to Queensland like I feel like down here like I feel like I'm fit and healthy I'm pretty like got a pretty exciting lifestyle like you feel yep. like kind of like king shit in a way yeah and then you go up there and it was it was so good like I just kept meeting people and I was like I kind of wasn't the most interesting person yeah yeah in the room or yep. at the spot and it was such a nice humbling because, yeah yeah it was humbling I would, like I'd go talk to these people and I'm like yeah I'm a pro surfer or yeah I'm yep. a musician or, I'm an artist yeah and they're doing that and then that makes me want to better myself because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, well, you're doing more. I want to do more. Yeah. But then I feel like when you're around people that, and they're not doing anything wrong, they're just like, oh, I just want to k- yeah, kick the footy and yep. hang out and drink a beer, which is completely fine. But it doesn't yep. really motivate me to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm
1: to me, foot. that's mediocrity. And that's, I mean, I'm not being condescending, mm. but if you're satisfied with that lot, more power to you. Yeah. Um, in some ways, I'm... I'm i'm envious because yeah, i couldn't so be satisfied good. with yeah. with that um and and again like working with a company like red bull for me just like you said, i've got to meet and spend time with so many of my peers mm. in motocross in all sports sports i'd never thought i'd meet um ricky carmichael coming lunch at my restaurant last mm. year you know like i have met my hero sort of thing and it's been really really amazing but at the same time, it's been it's been really humbling. But um, particularly with Red Bull, for instance, like when you go um, to Formula One, um, was a great example because it's it's you know you get pro surfers, um, more motorsports athletes, you know, musicians. Uh, you get the the sort of who's who of a lot of things. And you're in a room together, and and yeah, like you say, you're not you're not the coolest guy in the room. You're not the most. Into, but it's really humbling, and and all those people are really humble as well. And you just, and it's a really interesting conversation. And it's there's a lot of similarities that you can draw from those those people, um, their focus, their ethos. Um, the way they choose to live their life, the way they treat their bodies, the way they treat their families, whatever the way they treat the world um, the environment, all the rest of it and and I really I really pay attention to those sort of things i don't care if if they're the you know if it's Mick fanning um, or, or if it's some shit kicker down the road uh, so far there's something to be learned from everyone, and yeah. if you keep your mind open, you shouldn't be that person who's like do you know who I am or, you know, fuck, you know, like with food, for instance, I'm always watching, you know, whether I'm getting a a souvlaki off the street, some greasy spoon, Mm. I can learn something from that um, experience Mm. if I watch and listen, you know. The 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 smart guy in the room is listening, not fucking Yeah,
0: open-minded to have everything, every experience.
1: It doesn't have to be Gordon Ramsay or someone with a moniker or someone with a big bank account. Or you know a list of credentials, and, that. and too many people are, are that way, and that's that's well, I reckon it's really really sad. Mm. If all you look look you look up to famous people, or you look up to people because of their bank account, or well, or their set, then uh, I I think yeah, you've you've taken a wrong turn somewhere because um, anyone's interesting, mm. yeah, anyone that everyone is good at something. You just got to find it. You know, if you yeah. went and picked up some bum in Lavington. Um, who just looked like a total fucking meth head? Or whatever there's something that person can do, he, she, whatever. Mm. That's, that's amazing. Mm. You know that there, there, there's some skill that they've got, or, or you, and you've got to be open to experiencing that. I'm not saying you go out and look for bums, but you know <laughs> what I mean. A, if you whatever conversation you have,
0: kind of going off that, I picked up a hitchhiker when I was in Byron Bay, mm. and he was walking along the road. I saw him, and I pulled over, and picked him up, and he hopped in. He's, I was like, oh I do you need to go, man?" And he's like, oh, "I just go to the vet." Like, oh, mm-hmm. why? He had a little bird. Yeah, he yeah. he a car. He saw it, he buy a car and he went and just picked it up. He's like, I'm just going to take this bird to the vet. And then the vet was five Ks away. Yeah. So he's just going to walk or hitchhike five Ks at the vet, drop the yeah. bird off and then come back. Yeah. Anyway, I drove him there. I started chatting to him in the, um, he was very, he, like, he was not well educated, but very smart. Like yeah. very, yep. very like on point with what he was saying. Everything he was saying was like truth. Yeah. It wasn't in a way of, like, you'd think of someone that was well-read or, like... Yeah, you know, yeah. ...and had a good education, but, yeah. like, everything... Yeah, but he was honest. he's honest and everything he said mm. was true, and he told me how he'd walked from Perth to Byron Bay, got there, loved it, stayed... Yeah. ...just slept in a tent on the beach. he has yeah. got a kid back in Perth that apparently him his girlfriend had fought, but, like, just how open and honest he was about yeah. everything. It was just, like, he, I feel like I had more real conversation with him than I had with people I've known my whole life. It, yeah. In this... In this 10 random situation yeah 10 minute drive yeah. down there and back and I was just like there's just such a refreshing
1: yeah it thing is thing to have and it's, I'm just like yeah. it's really valuable to have those experiences you know because yeah, yeah you, people are amazing yeah and if you know, by
0: it's cover cool. you might just go and I, yeah. I, I hate that because like, we all have that that totally. initial reaction to kind of like homeless guy on the street with a yeah. bird like what a weirdo but like yeah. just dive into that just a little bit yeah and fuck it like, I, I, I was very happy that i yeah. Drove him to the vet and back, and it was just a cool cool little experience. And yeah. Yeah, if you just kind of looked at him and going, oh, fuck that, and then kept going, you know what it would turn into. Yeah. But
1: I'll no, get, it is. It's, um, yeah. I'll
0: but, get, I'll get one more thing before we finish. I was going to talk to you about, um, another thing, because you've obviously got the restaurant, you've done know, the coaching, and you now you've got your Sericoat business. yeah that all? Because you paint. you just painted my frame for me, which was, which was good of you. It helped, helped me, um,
1: yeah, no, it was good. Good experience, out. and, um, yeah, I, I, again, you know, it's just, um, I, I love being on the on the farm that um, my family and I have been able to make, um, you know, I, this is sort of my happy place, no, everyone's my happy place, I, I really love everything that I'm doing, but um, I love bikes and um, I love um, taking something old and making it new or improving things, I'm always sort of looking to improve anything. And, um, and, yeah, renovating parts was just something I got interested in when I, I built a bike a couple of years ago that I'm still building and, um, and doing up certain components on that. It was difficult, not only in this area but in this country, to get the the quality mm. um, of coating that I wanted in, in that instance or um, vapor blasting and things like that. And I just thought, oh, it's really not that available and it's something that I can do here in the shed it's something that i'm I'm interested in that i've i've got a lot of um, relationships in in the motorsports industry um in the sports industry um and and it's it's something it's a hobby that i never thought i'm going to make a business out of this i just wanted to tool around with it in the shed yeah and then as it grew i just sort of thought oh well you know, maybe you should make a bit of a commitment to this. And then, uh, again, you know, there was a point where I thought, no, I've got to let let go of the rail and and have a crack at this and and do what it's going to take to be great at it. Um, And so, yeah, I I invested in going to do the courses, the relevant courses, and just doing all the research and and spending a lot of time in the shed failing and and learning about... um, metal and and substrates and um and resins and coatings and um and powder coating and hydroblasting and and all that sort of process and um it seemed really daunting at the time but as as it sort of went over time i was able to digest it because i'm not real good with sitting in classrooms and stuff i like to do things hands on i tend to tend to fall asleep you know, i'm like, more of a visual learner. And yeah, 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 you know, if I've got to read a book or something, right. I'll, I'll fall asleep. My body's like, "Fuck, we're not working." You're sleeping yeah. then. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it just sort of evolved over time, and then um, yeah, I just sort of thought, oh, it, it, again, if it doesn't, um, I don't, it's not going to be a million dollar thing. I'm doing it because I really enjoy it, mm. and and if it pays its own way, then that's awesome. And if it does anything more than that, then that's amazing. Mm. But at the same time, if tomorrow uh, no one called me or gave me anything to coat or or, or clean up from, I'd be quite happy just to chuff along and just do my things and yeah. do a bike for you here or there yeah. or uh, do things for my friends. Billy Hogan's <laughs> bike now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bike again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and I, and I think I've learned the value in, um, in having that attitude towards towards things. Uh, I've like when we had the restaurant. Um, up in the main street of Mount Beauty that was a fine dining restaurant and and at the time I really that's what I really wanted and, and in hindsight and I, and I had this experience with skiing for me as well I was servicing my ego a lot mm-hmm. and my pride and my passion for food was in just food mm-hmm. I don't care if it comes from a, a street cart or if it comes from a five star restaurant uh, the, the ceremony isn't what I'm interested in it's the actual food you know, so that's why I got out of that whole situation, and um, that's why we sort of are where we are with with our restaurant now. You know, and I really enjoy it. And um, the same with with the coatings and stuff is. Yeah, you know, I, I just I just want to be really into it and um, really good at it. But yeah, if it, if it doesn't turn into something uh, it's, it's, epic, yeah, it's that's hob- okay. It's a hobby in the shed. Yeah. 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 Um, it's what I enjoy so. already, like it's already taken off pretty well, yeah, though. it has way way bigger than i anticipated and and that that's always refreshing well,
0: it's always nice like you when when obviously when you need something there's probably other people that need the same thing Yeah. That's, that's
1: I, like to go off. I, I work i work by my standards and I, and I and i i do have high standards of things i don't have unreasonably high standards, i don't think, but i'm always working on something on I, I never Sit there and think, oh, I've got that sorted out, or oh, I'm, I'm a brilliant cook. Knowing uh, there's nothing more I can learn because there is always something you can learn, yeah. and I'm always interested in being better. Yeah, um, always with, with some situations yeah, somehow. Yeah, with anything. So don't don't think that you know more than the next person, and and I, I yeah, I find that really really valuable, um, and I'm, I'm interested in. in what people are doing on social media with regard to coding and stuff at the moment, I just think, oh wow, they were able to coat that, or they were able to get that effect. How do they do that? And yeah. work out how to do it. And um, yeah, it's it's something new and something interesting. Um, and yeah,
0: that's good. Well, the bike got a lot of attention. It's Got more than you. yeah. I knew it. I knew it would get a fair bit. But yeah, even even now, it's funny. Like I put it on Instagram a few. You... I don't know a week ago or so now. It's still yeah. like, it just keeps popping up with life and keeps just ticking over. Yeah. Which is good. We've got shared in a heap of um, just mountain bike pages and whatnot. And yeah, people seem to be liking it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's and we did something that's really. Um, there's only been a couple done in the world, I think. You know, like to to Cerakote, um to ceramic coat a, a carbon fiber bike, mm. um, in in the way that we did it too. Mm. And yeah, to clear coat over the top of it and stuff. It all. It was all sort of. Uh, we had to work that out. Mm. Uh, it wasn't like we could sort of knock off someone else's experience or read a book about how, you know, how we had to figure that out. And I, oh, I love that challenge. Mm. You know, it's it makes you lose a bit of sleep here and there about if things are going to go tits up. Yeah, or... that's,
0: that's, I feel like that's really good. Like yeah. That's, that's when you kind of, that's when you know it's got you. Yeah. That's, you're invested in it. When yeah. Like I've talked to my, my dad and he's always said he'll have some of the best ideas and Come up with these certain things when he's just he's half asleep in bed or he's woken up at night and yeah he, um, he's obviously he's been really successful with these sawmills yeah he's built and he reckoned one of them I forgot what it was like one of the one of the most one of the mills they sell the most he was just in bed one night and he woke up and he just had this like just a moment yeah he, he saw it he yeah. saw what he needed to do and he did it and it yeah. obviously paid off on work yeah it's just like. When you're that invested in something, it's just like you, yeah, you lose yeah. sleep about it. You want to get up the next day. You, yeah, like you can't get to it quick enough, kind of thing. And if you can find something like that, that's what people don't find. They just get up and go to work and hate it. But if can right. find something that's like, okay, I'm going to lose sleep over this because yeah. I'm actually invested. And that could be, it could be anything. Like finding, yeah. like you, even if it's been a builder or being a, a chippy or whatever, yeah, or just moving dirt or something. But if you're excited to go do it,
1: that's all right, man. And, it, and you can, you can maintain passion in something for a long time. If uh, I, I. Long to get out of bed every morning, and I love to go to bed at every night. You know, mm. I go to bed. I go to bed tired every night, so I sleep well every night. And I wake up, and I'm like, sweet, every morning. You know, I, my eyes open up, I'm like, I, I live with my best friend. I, my life is better than I could ever imagine in it, and everywhere I've got, I've got a great group of people around me. I've got great kids, and. You know, good good things sort of happen and I, I just can't wait to get into it and, and mm. I'm driven towards that, you know, and, and that to me that was um, again, that was a transaction that was made uh, inadvertently by just improving the way I live my life in little ways. You know, I, I love to eat a dirty burger when I go to Aubrey, or whatever, but by and large we we, we eat a vegetarian diet and we live off the grid pretty much 95 percent and we try and we just work towards providing ourselves with more and more of of our picture um as as we can but um yeah it was it was uh a non-intentional transaction made between um giving up the old life when when it really wasn't giving up anything it was gaining shitloads, you know and for what For what it gave back, there was... Oh, I I think, fuck, I wish I had done it 10 years earlier, if anything. Yeah, that's
0: something I've... Another thing I heard was just giving up who you are... Like, giving up who you are at any moment for who you want to become. Yeah. And that's just, like, the thing It's just, like, you've got to realise it. And I never... I heard that. I didn't really understand it when I first heard it. Yeah. It's just one of those motivational things where you kind of like... And a lot of people do that. They'll hear... Motivational quotes and stuff. A little they'll share them or post them, but they don't have any understanding mm-hmm. of what they actually mean or what what they no. can do with it. But yeah, it was just like that. Change who you are at any time. Yeah, what you want to become. So it's just like yeah, you party too hard. You're not putting your time into this, but you want to become this. and like, you need to give that up. and yeah. you've got to give it up today, right now. This like when it, that's the thing. That, yeah, don't people, don't. People, want, yeah. people don't want to do that. People no. want to say, oh yeah, oh. I want to be this. But I'm New Year's
1: oh. resolution. Oh, yeah, don't wait. Do it now.
0: That's the thing. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't get. It doesn't get easier. No. <laughs> no. In fact,
1: it gets harder because you habitually put things off, then you are creating a habit to to not do them. Yeah, exactly. You know, pull the trigger on things. You know, get out yeah. on the bridge, look at the water, make sure it's deep enough to not break your neck. Fucking jump off. Mm. Don't sit there and think about it, or yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. that's probably yeah. a bad analogy because people they... hit the bottom all the time. But
0: <laughs> what do they say? If you don't want to do it now, you probably not going to want to. you probably not to. Oh, I can't talk. if you don't want to do it now you're probably not going to want to do it later yeah so it's just like if you do it now at least it's done
1: yeah and 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 you and you teach yourself to have that reaction you know like getting out of bed in the morning just just learn to throw your feet outside of the bed and get up you know whether it's cold hot mm. you feel shit you've had four hours sleep you've had 14 hours sleep whatever just mm-hmm. just make that your way you yeah. know and, and you do that every day and, and it won't become a chore no, it just becomes um, normal. That's yeah. like even
0: like I said with the shower thing. Now, like the first yeah. day, I was like, "Oh, but it's, like it was cold in the house." I was like, yeah. "Oh, if I get it, I'll probably be cold in bed, and I'm not gonna sleep." And like your brain's just going over these excuses. Yeah, yeah. And it's just I, I was going over for a while. And I hop in the shower. And I'm like, "God, oh, it's fucking cold." Blah, blah blah. It's excuses. And then the thing that made me do it was like you can't hide from this. Yeah, yeah. You can. I can say what I want in my head. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's not gonna it's, kill you. It's not going to kill. And like the thing is, I always feel better, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like getting up. I feel yeah. better, but if we have this resistance within ourselves, and it's just like how you control that and can get over that. And then, yeah. if you can find a way to control that resistance with anything, it's just like okay, I want to run a marathon. Yeah. Okay. I'll train and run a marathon. Yeah. I want to be world champion, or I want to start a business, or you yeah. get you find ways to get rid of that resistance.
1: Well, that it. that framework you can apply in every different situation in your life, whether it's in your sport. In your relationship, in your in your work, whatever. If you learn how to navigate yourself like that and motivate yourself, mm. and and um, get get yourself to produce those results, mm. and they by way of yeah, getting up early or, or having a cold shower or having a better diet, mm. whatever it is. And, and then don't be so hard on yourself if you eat a dirty burger or, or you know you have a warm shower or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. enjoy it for yeah. sure. Um, but you've got the tools that it takes because you know you've done the hard yards sort of thing, or you, you've made that commitment to yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, there's there's so much to be gained out of it. Yeah,
0: well, I like we're done. We hit the two hour mark. Cool.